She was on the sixteen, sixteen. on the sixteen. I loved her so, but she was 16. too young to fall 16. in love, and I was too young to know. We'd laugh and we'd sing and do the 16. little things that made my heart glow. But she was 16. too young. To fall in love, and I was too young to know. Why did I give my heart so fast? It never will happen again. But I was a mere lad of sixteen. I've aged a year since then. She was on the sixteen, on the sixteen. Welcome to Tez and the East End, episode 57, and we're going to talk about last night's Bray game. Look ahead to Limerick trip this Friday, the 30th anniversary of the Glenmore Gazette, and we've got some former contributors with us today. It's me, Gary P, and it's the Prof, Carl Riley, as Hello. usual. And we have Mick, Conroy and Jason Maloney. Welcome, lads. Right, that's and uh, of course, we're still sponsored by Penny Hill Carry Out, and they've provided some lovely refreshments. And yes, pigs are flying all over Johnny Blues because Jason Maloney is drinking non-alcoholic cider. And for you taking the piss out of that last week, <laughs> the merits yeah. of non-alcoholic cider, and then I ended up getting the ball. So um, yeah, and we have a couple of Corona lights as well. So head down to Penny Hill Carry Out and get your alcohol uh, or your non-alcoholic beer if you're Jason Maloney. So uh, yeah, Jason, this is your third appearance. Johnny Bill's bear. Yeah. Made the hat trick. The deal was to actually make a presentation for you. Like with a actual display case and a sign bombers can. Soccer M still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we weren't yeah. arsed, so we don't have it. Right. But uh, congratulations. Uh-huh. Thank you. And uh, make all your family sport rover, so tell us a bit about them and how you got following the hoops. Oh, Ancient history, but our family were all rovers. My dad was rovers. It's in the sixties he brought me to games. No, not that many, you know. But it was that game. I think I remember the first game was, I think, in Tolka Park, way back. Full house. So I'll tell you how long ago it was. But uh, I, I started following Rovers. I was at the 68-69 Cup final. Around that time, then I started really going on my own around that time. You know, 69-70, just at the end of everything. <laughs> but um, then I started going to away games. And fuck it, it's been the same ever since. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a sickness, but uh, my brothers are the same. My sisters, everybody went to Rovers, and yeah, it's it, in fairness, there's, there's a lot of Conroy's following Rovers. So I, I know Jim pretty well now. Yeah, yeah, yeah a bigger yeah. style than me, even. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's he's, he's nearly well. <laughs> Gonna hand over the anorak, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we Tommy Bunter Conroy as well. Yeah, had the yeah. famous Hoops Club call phone line. Tell us a bit oh, about yeah. that. We're trying yeah. to find the audio. Well. You haven't got it, no. No, we don't. Actually, I, I was only looking on uh, an app, you know, the Maps app, and uh, if you see my mum's house, I was operating in my mother's house, you know? Yeah. And it just, on the, you know, the way it has all businesses and all that, and it has hoops, SRFC or something, on my mother's house from back in them days. But he, he just had an answering machine, and he used <laughs> to give his own version of... Uh, previous games and news. Now the news could be any rumour, any lie, anything. 
you put it up on the ground. And oh yeah, like I mean, you got threats from the club or own club. Really? Yeah, you know, I was just saying, oh lads, don't be putting that stuff up. You know, but he didn't care. Tommy was that kind of a bloke, yeah, wasn't he? And just, well, always even, even in the fanzine days, he was. Always yeah, that. Please remember, keep on hooping. That was the way. Yeah, always keep on. That's how like keep on hooping. Yeah, that's yeah. what people do would say. He started that. Yeah. Keep on yeah. hooping. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, tell a story about uh, Jim Conroy describing all the Conroy family traits. Oh, Jimmy! Uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, obviously, you know, all the lads followed followed Rovers. The dad, your dad followed Rovers. Your dad's in his eighties now. His dad still, but he, dad, my dad's eighty-eight now, and. Uh, I give Jimmy a lift home for some matches and first thing he's doing, hey Jim, he rings me father to give him the score. Oh yeah, still, yeah, still yeah, yeah, the old man now. Now he's not as he's not as clear thinking as he used to be, but he's uh, but he still still loves the club. Yeah. But he's the worst guy I ever met for being in bad humour and all that after games. Oh yeah, oh terrible. You know what I mean? Are you being the height of it yourself? He, like? Yeah, yeah. He used to go home and God help the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, Jimmy was just talking about all the lads that follow Rovers. Obviously, John, God rest his soul, his anniversary was there a few weeks, yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks, wasn't yeah, it? Seven, yeah. seven, years. seven years, yeah, John. And God, John and Mick and his dad and all, and I just came to Paul, and I remember Paul, and then I <laughs> Paul, and just kind of a pause from Jimmy, going, Paul is a Paul, and Paul's a great swimmer, he said. Paul was the, the latest yeah. when we were. Well, oh, I'm, I'm a few years older, a good few years, but like Paul. Catherine used to go more than Paul to games. You know, Paul didn't bother. Like, he'd say, ah, no, no. And then, all of a sudden, he, he took it up. And then... Hooked like everybody else. Went then, downhill you know. after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mick, what made you go on the board? And uh, can you remember the year? And just t- tell us Jeez, the, the, the stress. Year, but, uh, I'm, off, I'm, off the, I'm off the board now. I think I was on the board for about four years. Mm. Um, I was a lucky board member. I came on when we won the league. Down to Europe, Spurs, all that stuff, Juventus. I, after the first year we won the league, I came on the next year. And uh, I used to say I wasn't a great board member, but I was a lucky one. That was at the beginning. But um, I went on the board. All I'll say is I'd recommend it for anybody who wants to know how football operates in Ireland. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's, um, it's hard. You know, particularly like relative air clubs are relatively small, like compared to it's very personal. You know, a lot of people. You know, people your friends. It's on a smaller scale, but it'd be quite similar to to how other clubs. Well, I say big clubs in the UK. You can hide in so much that you don't personally know a lot of people. You know, the numbers of people. Like what I found hard about the board was that you knew what was going on, and you knew the work and the effort was going on. And then you'd be standing talking to your mates, mates that you had for 20 years, and they'd be saying stuff to you, and you just knew it was wrong, but you couldn't really put them right. Yeah. And you'd say, you know, you're saying, you know, nothing. Like, yeah. You know, now, I was that bloke, like, before I went on the board, you know, but when you're there, it's totally different. It can be soul-destroying, and it can be great, you know. But it's, uh, so would it worked with Michael Neal and Stephen Kenny? I was there for both. Yeah. 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 They were interested. <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's just managers are, are managers. Like um, when you're doing well, you don't care what they're like, you know. Yeah. And then there's just if, if you start to struggle, fans, you start to pick struggle, and, and you start irritating you. You know, I mean, it, it's it's just personality. I think the personality managers generally is they have to look at themselves because they're not, not going to be with you forever, you know. So. Yeah, it's short term. You know, for them, short term for them. Like, whereas you're thinking, 
you know, all the guys around the table are going to be the same guys that are going to be there 20 years from now following Roberts. Like, you know, whereas you could have a manager, look at Michael O'Neill, international manager now. Mm. Did you think he would uh, go on and, and progress the way he has? I thought he'd progress. Um, what did I think? I, th- I thought he'd probably end up with a, a Scottish club. Yeah. Or a, or had he any offers when he was at Roberts? Um, I think he had. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he told us he had. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had. I mean, I'd say all managers. Like in fairness to them, they're all looking to move on. Yeah. You know, I mean, no matter what level they're at. I suppose that's what makes them when they're footballers. A lot of them are ex-footballers who are like that as well. Mm. You know, there are very few of them would say, I'm going to stay in this division when I can work at a higher level. Even out making better money, but you're going to... In the case, of Stephen, Kenny, stage. In case of Stephen Kenny, he'd already been to Scotland and yeah. then he came back here. Yeah. Well, we, we had Stephen Kenny. just didn't work out like I don't... I, don't, I, I can't speak. I can't speak for Stephen, but so between everything, I don't think he was 100% comfortable with us and yeah yeah maybe the way the history on his shoulders I'm not sure but I mean he's mm-hmm. he's proven to be a very good manager now can't deny that well what's your opinion on the Stephen Kenny era Jay Stephen Kenny uh, I think it was definitely the right decision to sack him there's a lot of revision going on now about oh, it obviously it's been a talking said, point isn't it obviously people seeing well he's done good as Mick said you cannot deny what he's done that, and it's, he's done an absolutely fantastic job but the saying goes you know like it's like a poison chalice and people often like him whoever went into Old Trafford after Ferguson, you know, to a lesser extent, mm-hmm. it was the same thing. Davy Moyes lasted yeah. six months. I think they probably lasted yeah. around the same time. Mm-hmm. Moyes and good manager, like and Ken, yeah, yeah. Ken definitely. But never be know, the man to follow the man. That's what I say. But yeah, mm-hmm. but had he had he got the personality? I don't know. Like he's the phrase say the wrong manager at the wrong time. But certain things he did there, you know, his job did, in my opinion, did become untenable. That's like some of the decisions he made. Son and three 17, 18 year old goalkeepers, you know, to play in champ to play. We were going to play the Champions League. Taking over league winning squad twice, twice over Europa League group stages. That could have been half the problem, you know. He, he inherited a, a, um, a squad that was kind of in situ there and who were, you know, well, well linked and well, you know, bonded together. And him coming in, you know, if he didn't, you know, there may have put been, his foot down. There may have been, a, you know, like I don't know, did he have the full respect to the players? Oh, not, not, so. not that. You're probably there to work with Michael O'Neill after winning leagues after the Europe run and then Stephen came in now that would be their problem I mean you know they're, supposed, they're, they're, they're supposed to be professional but that doesn't mean that they can stop working for I'm not saying they stopped working but you know deliberately that they, I, I don't I didn't feel that they had a, a hell of a lot of respect for them, you know. well, that night we talked about Good Friday in, in, in um, Richmond Park we got beaten 5-1 and you know there's a lot of conflicting stories about what happened to dress him at half time mm. was he told to stay out did like senior players tell him they they deal with it and I think that was might win over blown but there's certain other things you see. I'll give one example where or not he, he wasn't controlling the players and wasn't managing you've seen his body language on the line you know some of the photographs are still there George Kelly and Bobby Best with Aiken where his hands are down his head is dropped yeah. and but I remember one game we played out in um, in Garda Keegan and um, or in um, Monaghan. Yeah, we were playing. Mm-hmm. It was a midweek game. I think we, we only true. I think was it nil all. Nil all. Yeah, and the yeah. game got actually distinct from the distinguished, yeah. you know, extinct from the from the records. I remember this. Roddy Collins, Roddy Collins, man marked their fullbacks. Yeah, yeah, he put. Yeah. Yeah, remember that ball? 
Tony, Griff, Tony Griffiths was playing that night. Gary, Gary McKay was. I remember going on mental Gary McKay. He was one player on the pitch, and he remember obviously the small pitch. You can hear everything going on the pitch yeah. in um, in Garda Keegan. And I remember Kenny shouting over Gary McKay, but that was a tucky in at the Parker side, and in front of everybody, the whole crowd, every player, every coaching member and staff in the head, and Gary McKay just turned around and went fuck off, and that was it. Kenny just put his head down. Any other manager who just read them off, if you any bit respect yourself, and that for me, it doesn't sum up his whole thing, but that's one example they see in the hands. So like, he's not controlling the player. No. Like, you know, it's Jeez, it was it was yeah. destined for it was never going to work out for me anyway. I, I felt <coughs> that he inherited a squad that just didn't want that to deal with him, and it, like I said, wrong man at the at the wrong time, a right man, right manager, wrong time. But um, the can you tell us a bit about the Good Friday incident? Was he locked out? Do you know? Um, no. Was he locked out? Uh, no, I say I don't know that. That's the truth. I didn't because at the time you're inclined not to delve too much into stuff that goes on in the dressing room. Like yeah. you know, now I don't remember us ever having a discussion without telling tales. Like you know, yeah. I don't remember it being an issue because there's a hell of a lot of stuff goes on and that you read on social media and that that. There might be a small element of truth, but it's actually exaggerated a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. I saw it from the inside on other on other issues, like. But um, I don't remember it ever talking to any other board member about it. So, so it wasn't. It kind of just went by. You know, I mean, being brought up here, it only brought it back to my mind that it vaguely <coughs> that it happened at some stage, but I never thought about it. You know. But just uh, switching gear, if you mentioned off air there, the GAA, yeah. GAA said you would have gone to the odd game. Watch the dubs. You were actually ah, massive supporter. You were like a member. No, I say massive support. No, no, I wasn't a member. No, okay. No, no. no I played for a club. I played okay. for a club for years, and I used to. I mean, I'm an outsider, so like you know, I used to go down big day drink and go down to Crow Park for any games and all that. You know, I used to go to every. I wouldn't go to every league game, but I'd go to all the championship games. Yeah. I'd go to a few league games, but uh, the Thomas Davis thing. Jimmy, my brother's very principal bloke. And uh, he stopped going. I stopped going. The old man now, who was very much loved Rovers and Dublin, like the old man stopped going, which really? shocked Everybody me. Everybody just I mean, dropped downhill. Says no, just don't. Just what didn't go to games anymore. Not that it made a lot of difference, but it's funny how you fall out. Like, and it, even after for years, I I wouldn't uh, show any interest. And then when I'm away on holidays, I was. How I got back, kind of. I'd watched them on telly. I haven't been out of the game since. Haven't been out of oh, I haven't been out of games since 15 years, I'd say now. But uh, I, uh, watching games <laughs> in bars and uh, all the country people all cheering for the, uh, whoever the opposi- opposition was. And I find myself now watching the telly. And I like this team. I like watching them, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be particularly going there to see them, you know. Now, how did you feel about fans, Robert's fans, who still. Who were around during the Tom yeah. Davis case? Yeah. See, a lot of people I find with fans, a lot of people are not football political. You know, there's loads of guys who just go to the football and they go and follow Dublin, and they they're not really interested in too much of the politics of the whole thing. You know, of they just want to see the first team and yeah. play. And I see loads of people go to Dublin. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. Now, to be honest, even at the time, it didn't bother me particularly. You know. Oh, just wasn't me. Well, there's certain people, Mick this with a certain way, but there are certain Robert fans who are real Robert fans and who do know how close the club could have gone out of existence because of the GA intervention. A lot of them choose to go still. It wouldn't be me. Some of them, like, you know, 
Um, like all because family reasons are gone. Oh, my cousin Shane, his good rovers and great goes everywhere. Like he's kind of thing. Like he went with his dad and his family religiously. They went for years every double game home on the way. And his, his dad died a few years ago. And they kind of, it's kind of a thing that keeps all the family together. So things like that. Right. You can understand Shane will still go and there's other people there. But I don't know. But I don't like like some of them. Like I know when he won the Ireland last year. I think a couple of lads they um, they they put like you know tag me in the thing. They're sitting there and they're celebrating in there some clubhouse somewhere. Double won the All Ireland. Okay. Fair enough. Don't know when they are in You might have a Rovers game to go to if they had to get the county board. I got that way ten years ago, but yeah, it's, a, choice. Go it's, ahead. A, it's a fair point, but you know, I wouldn't have bothered me that much. Uh, there was an article on Pyro on the pitch.com recently about the game between Derry and Rovers, a one 0 win for the hoops at the Brandywell, January nineteen ninety four. You know the, Brand, the Brandywell at the time had fences and small terraces, tall walls and barbed wire uh, for a classic rustic look and fights. Break out in the stands and highlight as a Rovers fan who managed to find himself in possession of the corner flag and he was swinging like a man possessed. Jay, tell us about that. You were uh, finger wagging that day. Uh, yeah, I was finger wagging. <coughs> Mick, Mick was there as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, your, your, I, I your dad was in the 60s. I think your dad, you had to get yeah, involved yeah, as well. This yeah, dad was in the yeah, 60s. Yeah, and yeah, and had to fight your way out. So you're there with your lovely no, haircut. That's why one, <coughs> one time we yeah. might have done with the RUC. <laughs> how did it, so how did that uh, develop? What, how did that situation develop? I think what happened, we won one nil definitely. Derek McGrath scored. Late goal, was it? Yeah, Derek McGrath scored in the second half. The great goal. They were twenty yards. And then we went to celebrate, and a few lads jumped over the Hardens. Now they didn't run onto the pitch. Like there's a huge gap. There's a greyhound track. There's a gap between the advertised Hardens. A relation of mine. Yeah, relation of mine. <laughs> we may may have not talked about his uh, his ability in the water. <laughs> he, he jumped over the fence, and I think Stewart's got involved. And and it, it, they were a bit over the top. They were over the top of the Stewart, and all of a sudden it just. Kind of kicked off, obviously, what happens, and they Spread. were coming from. We were in the same corner of the ground, one corner of the ground, same corner we still are now, I think. And they just came from, you know, just turned into a to Stewart's had a different gravy up there, though, aren't they? Well, yeah, the, the guy that was there actually waving the corner flag, like, remember? Yeah, yes. There was like, they actually, like, we were there, and Mick I, was there as well. Mick was trying to drag him out. They, they, they pinpointed him. Bunter got him out. Yeah. Mm. They were holding him on, and I always remember a guy said, Hang on to him, bring him up to Craig and whatever that yeah. meant, right? And he had his coat, and we were up in the corner. And Tommy's a big fella. He was pulling him. Bunter's a big guy, and I was, I was like the second row trying <laughs> to get him out. But and I said to him, "Let your coat go." But he'd only been married. Oh, yeah. Turned out after, right? He'd only been married, and there was seven hundred quid in his pocket, <laughs> so he wasn't letting his coat go. But we got him out, and we we got him up to stand, and we went. And my car was parked in the car park, and he wasn't. He didn't travel with me. Right. But I said, right come with me and we were just getting into the car and we were surrounded by hundreds of them and big skinhead bloke came out of the crowd and he picked him out he knew him bang he gave him the big one and I just threw him into the back of the car and uh, I think I think he might have been with me and that they got those cricket stuff in the back of my car they got the stuff out we got into the car and we I think we, we were like damn corporals. <laughs> we think we actually stopped in a new building. Like, obviously, Craig and Rin Nationalist there, and we stopped yeah. the new builders. Remember, yeah. we all the three or four hours of John no, Collins. That was the different. Was that a different? Yeah, yeah. Different no, this one we went down and we went. We instead of turning left, going down into the city, we turned right and went around the back way, and we came out at Strabane. We went into the Republic, like Three Bridge End or something like yeah. that. But then, uh, no, that was a different one. we stopped the new buildings. That one. Yeah. Has it gone hairy before up in Derry? Yeah, that was before that there had been a, a, yeah, there an was incident. incident yeah. There was a famous headbutt. 
Oh yeah, across the, the car. Remember that? Across, oh yeah, true. Yeah, that was a fight and broke out down the far end, down where the where the teams come through. You know, yeah, Derry don't aren't really known for having an element like that, though. As no, but as it's all in. Larry's it was all in. See, it wasn't really Larry's. It was also, it was a bit all in from yeah, everybody. everybody. Yeah, it was kind of. Well, always are a bit like that, or they were a bit like that in the old days. You know, we tried to sing a type of song up in Derry as well, which kind of winds them up. And it's kind of political, and not a lot of people even agree with. And that goal, it was the first. I think that goal that led to the pitch invasion was late in the game. There was a big disappointment, we'll say, mm. from there. Yeah. And then we can be a bit of a just mm. like as well. <laughs> it actually made onto uh, UTV News. So you were there with your, your finger pointed. Yeah, with your all, shirt r- tucked in right into your jeans. It was all the fashion down there. A woman interjects, she's having a go at you. You're pointing at some kid with a goalkeeper jersey. Don't know why you're angry at him. <laughs> Behind him. The actual the, the yeah. woman that was there was actually yeah. the guy that it was his wife was on the honeymoon. That was the honeymoon. Push the boat out there. You see Ashburn says hell you flag in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got, think he was up on the fence taking it down. Yeah. You got stick from your mate that's spread seen on the news. That spread like that. Oh yeah. That was the most dangerous for I'd been up for a long time. Well you can see the thing, you can actually hear them. The commentary rolls, the dairy commentary rolls on I think the original tape, you can actually hear them. That, that came down the two guys are accommodating and they're saying oh the boys in the corner are getting a right welcome now they're really getting yeah, you, know, yeah, that. Yeah. you could hear that on the side of it but as, as Prof said I was on the UTV 6 o'clock news the next night and I didn't think that well. I went to work Monday after no problem went to work Tuesday it was kind of a different story yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people I think not many fingers I had pointed at me that day <laughs> and uh, the UTV reporter said that they were considering banning Rovers fans as well so yeah, um, that didn't work out. has that ever happened have we ever been banned from any stadium in your time or has there anything we were banned, banned from the infield were you up there no 84 no. we were banned in 84 I went to and what, tell us about that tell us about ah, the infield trip in 84 that's that, that famous story <laughs> the infield trip in 84 that was uh, basically we we drew them away for us in Europe and there was, you know, it was obviously going to be a flashpoint because back in those days things were really bad. Yeah. You know, really, still, really still bad tense. up there. You know, oh, people getting killed every day. The lock was going yeah. on, you know. And um, and the, what was the atmosphere like within Rovers fans about travelling? Oh no, there was buses arranged. There was, was that, what was the bus arranged? arranged? And the, the plan originally, I think, had been buses are going to be picked up at the border by the RUC. Right pretty much like the last time we travelled up and brought in into a section of the ground and put in there but for whatever reason Louis Kilcoyne cancelled at about do you remember about four or five days before yeah. cancelled no Rovers no fans at the travel right so I was I rang there's no mobiles around was there any thinking behind you did you find out why you did that or? no just didn't I think didn't want the hassle was right. afraid he knew it would kick off that something really bad had happened you know, so I, I rang Linfield basically, got talking to their secretary, and I must say, very reasonably, he said, Look, we've no, he says, We can't give you tickets, we can't Why do anything. He says, Shamrock Rovers have decided no one's to travel. So I said, Okay, how to think about it. <laughs> I was younger and braver. Did you not tell me you shared politics? You were already. I, I should have, <laughs> at that stage, I was still half yours. But, <laughs> But um, I remember I got I drove, and there was a full car. There was myself, Jimmy, my brother, uh, big Dick Dolan. Remember him? Dick, yeah. And two other lads who don't go to Rovers now. 
but uh, we had been at Bowles played Rangers the night before so we were at that was game. Was there trouble at that? Oh, was there trouble? <laughs> that That's was, a famous that was one. Yeah. Really? There was a gun pull. There was a gun pull at that game by a guard. There was a gun. There was a guard got in trouble. They were on the big terrace. They were all over the, the shop. They were on the big at the shopping centre end, and there was a guard got isolated in there. A uniform copper. And he got. He's getting out. Really? Could have been killed, I'd say. And a guard, plain clothes guard, stood up on the fence. For the shot in the air? For the shot in the air. They scattered their midden, they got a man out. That was crazy there. I mean, it was... Rovers, actually. There was a lot of Rovers, kind of Celtic Rovers, were there that night. With balls, like, more or less. Really? In this, yeah. yeah, it's hard to believe, like, but it was... But, I mean, I'd say they'd over half the crowd, Rangers. Massive. And they were all over. Yeah, Fitzroy was working around there at the time. They were all over the place. They took their area over, you know. Yeah. So that was the atmosphere. Then they had been beaten, and a lot of them took in the what game. What score was the game? Rangers and both. Three two. Three two. Jackie Jamison tore them apart. Yeah. Right? He's well a player, but anyway, he tore them apart. And then so three two. So next day, then we were going up. <laughs> to so I knew a fella in Belfast, and we drove up. He said he'd meet us, and that uh, chaperone type thing. Like yeah, well, uh, he'd bring us to a pub. So we went to a pub on the. Strand Road or something like that I can't remember exactly in West Belfast you know like they're not far from it but there was no way we could bring our car over or park or anything near the ground so his father and a few fellas out of the pubs they left us at the Donegal Road uh, roundabout and then we walked across big fucking no man's land but uh, so the whole story was like we talked among ourselves you know there was five of us but we met up Peter Richardson was a crew they had a bus smaller bus they ended up in the same pub as us but the story I always tell is when we went to go to the game, they took the cigarettes off us behind the bar because lads were smoking major and carols. Right. You know, and everyone smoked in them days, right? And they used to have the little friendly box of matches, you know, them little red box of matches. Right. They were, they were tell, tell only sold, sold down here. Ah. So, they, they, so they gave, no, the fellas behind the bar said, no, no, lads, here, gave us cigarettes from behind the bar, swapped the packets, put your major into silk bags and all that, you know. Fucking hell. Swapped. But I had been up at a, Limfield game before remember we played a, a game a few months it was, friendly. It was a testimony yeah. and I'd gone up on a Saturday just myself and another fella Joe Salinger remember Joe and we went up and we sat in the stand and people started talking to us and that they were okay you know so we decided that when we got into the ground we'd sit in the back row because you'd nobody behind you to talk yeah. to you know and basically <laughs> Matthew style backs ba- against the walls basically don't talk to anyone so it worked out pretty well for us you know but my brother Jimmy being Jimmy Everybody's going and buying one program and all that, you know. Jimmy goes to the bloke, like, you know, <laughs> give me six. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Jimmy, stop. That sounds like. But, As uh, you can see, our, we, we had a trip to Linfield ourselves. Yeah, the yeah. famous chair on the wall that was thrown at us. Oh, by yeah. One of the lovely police officers that day. Well, I was in the, direct, I was in the uh, director's box that day with the. I was looking at you. <laughs> yeah, so what yeah, was. Yeah. No, I was at the front. I, I would say, say Linfield, we were a bit saying, oh, no. You know, like, lots of No, going you on could there. do though as a board. No, 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 we're sitting there. They have to give us uh, blankets for over our legs and keep us warm. It was a very calm night. But uh, we went in after it, you know. And the, actually, the security people brought me over to show me the number of seats that were broken. Hundreds of seats. I'd say... You're not going to charge me for that one? 350 <laughs> seats or something. Really? They were smashed, right? But they brought me over to stop. But I went back in. I thought we'd get a cool reception in their boardroom. We were under the Spitfire. There was a big picture in the boardroom of a Spitfire from the Battle of Britain in the 
uh, boardroom, but they they were actually very relaxed about it. They, they've had them kind of problems themselves. Yeah. So I think they kind of they just there'd be no point in them being yeah. take with you. Yeah, exactly. No, but you know you'd be surprised like now. If, the League of Ireland team it might be you know yeah. <laughs> but, but they were kind of easy going enough about it you know but uh, I, th- I thought we were going to get a massive fine and all that but I you had to pay for the, the seeds yeah? yeah I think it was a deal done like you yeah. know I think they didn't want to hassle and we didn't want to hassle there was a, an inquiry by the FAI and the, uh, Satanta basically I think that was Satanta wasn't it who would, hand, who would handle the fines is it an FAI well I think they, they I think they the two associations were probably represented you know yeah, uh, and it is a pretty committee, but I think there was a bit of omerta between the two clubs. They both went in and said nothing like surreal experience that day. You know, that know. wasn't probably nowhere near as bad as yeah. the one you were talking well, about. Well, yeah, we got away with it. We got away with it in '84, and it, the ground was packed in '84, like you know. But see, the fans actually didn't even clash. There was no clash. No, because because we, we were hit. No, but oh yeah, they in in most recently in '84, like the ground was full and that stand that you were in that was the brand new stand I was sitting yeah. in that stand I mean I'd say if there was 20 Rovers fans that was it because really? it wasn't a place you could just drive to easily you know you had to have some you know you wouldn't be getting the train up and walking over like to, the it just wouldn't have happened <laughs> <laughs> but coming out after that game like we thought we'd got in and out there kind of quietly now there was a lad he wasn't with us there was a lad was caught in the ground he went for a piss or something and uh so, some now somebody said um, you're, you're one of them southerners you know whatever yeah. <laughs> and uh, he legged it and he got that out of ground eventually and he really? led it back to the pub he was, but uh, when we got out after the game all the Linfield fans were going down to the right we'd say to the village area you know they're heading back to East Belfast but there was only there was all empty streets I think it's Hells or not a Hells and Saint Industrial State now there was all empty streets between there and Donegal Road where we had to go that way right you know no houses all burnt out houses and our dilapidated houses yeah. like you know and there was a car park so we were turning left to go over there but a, a copper came up to me because as usual it's the oldest bloke there and he, he said to me and he was an inspector or something he said he said are all your guys here now and I said as far as I can see yeah so it was a helicopter and all that and uh, he just got on I was remembering on the radio he just said the chickens are all back in the coop yeah. and they kind of <laughs> came with us they walked over they said how are you where's your cars and what's not he said well someone's picking us up in Donegal Road and they walked with us over there and yeah I remember, like, know, we the, were so happy to get up the Satanta Cup was surreal because yeah. when we were walking out I'll never forget it someone had a tricolour mm. wrapped around their head to band, there's a bandage yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and I think there's a photograph but uh, the cops were taking the piss when we were leaving Yeah, they yeah. were doing pretend Irish accents calling us Paddy's yeah, yeah, yeah. Potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potato. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Giving us all yeah. sorts of grief. Well, now that we, we waited ha- in, though. They battered. We didn't have that problem that that night because we weren't supposed to be there. Fremont incognito. You know? But when we were coming out, there's this massive gate, not a big, huge gate yeah, that yeah, leads yeah. into the estate. Just yeah. throwing things over and climbing yeah, yeah, over yeah. and everything. It was, it was nuts. And then you walk through the barbed wire arch. Yeah. Bottles of piss. Yeah, well, we, we went back to the pub, wouldn't we? We didn't leave it until half twelve or something. I was locked, I was driving. In them days, it was a bit different than you know, <laughs> But I drove, I missed the turn. The days, I missed the turn driving down the M1 where you turned it up. He ended up going to watch the down into Porter Down. I went through the back, south there, man. We came out Dundalk, and I was never so happy to get back. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, like, no point pretending we were brave, we weren't, we were shitting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, before we talk about, um, oh no, we want to pass on our condolences to Gary Slevin, whose uncle mm-hmm. Miles passed away, and his funeral was held on Saturday, and he brought Gary to Milltown, and he turned him into a hoop in the early 80s, so our condolences to Gary Slevin. And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Bray game and the the weather. Fantastic stuff, wasn't it? That's oh, terrific. Not so great for the East End, though. Saturday night. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were struggling to watch. Yeah. It was even warm with Tala. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. bring a jacket. That says it all. Yeah, first time this season jacket. didn't bring a first jacket. First time ever, probably. Yeah. But the 1899 bar before the game with Brian Kennedy, who was launching his new book, one team, one dream, one Friday night. So uh, Robert Goggins wrote the Rovers chapter. <laughs> and uh, you picked up a copy, Prof. I got that, the the program fair already, so didn't need it. And there's still no still water in the bar, so what were you on, Jay? I was just on a can of coke. <laughs> okay. I just thought <laughs> someone complained about that. So just not. We're just. I had a pint of bar. I'm just still in shock that you're still not drinking, Jay. It's just fair play. You five weeks now, is it? Five weeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready for Europe. <laughs> for a long five weeks. Uh, <laughs> And uh, the new away jersey was on sale, and it's a cracker. I think yeah, the, the key to this being so nice is it's simple. There's not much to it. Yeah. It's so a a, it's a bit of a kickback to the old. Remember, yeah. I think it's the beginning of the 2000s, we had a kind of a blue. We had a blue, naturally, yeah. We had yeah. a blue, mm. s- similar shade blue. I think I still have. Not the, not the jersey, I have uh, a. Fish and Matt Britt, Paul, around that time, yeah, 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 yeah. we had a blue one. Well, it's the, it's a beaut, and I think the green yeah, shorts. It's a, it's a nice combo. I've never seen navy mixed with green before. So near, it's near universal love for this jersey. Yeah, bit of a different reaction than what the whole jersey. Got. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's more straightforward. You see, yeah. Arsenal released a similar jersey like the day no. before. It's a very black navy curl. No, and they released this weird video where the players are all holding glow sticks, and you could barely see the jersey. It couldn't be worse than the Man City video. And everyone was complaining. It was like, big. everyone was complaining. Oh, like, yeah. I can't see the thing. Jesus, that was terrible. It was, it was the company, their sponsor that made them do it, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Clap, clap your hands. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So not football. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So not football, yeah. So you, can buy the, you can buy the Bork 24 badged Ireland jersey as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm have to get one of those for Johnny Blue. I was getting to sign it and stick it up. No rainbow colours. No rainbow colours on those. Make and the new badges as well, of course. I sell them well. So you can find me in the prof. And you can get that's Prof's design this year as well. I designed the last one, Prof designed this one. I have to get one now. And uh, and if you put it they're, they're coming along nicely. The new stand as well. What do you think of the new stand? That's looking good. Um, quite a bit of a jigsaw, isn't it? The way they put it together. Yeah, I'd right. say I'd say they're waiting for concrete. You know, the, think that's next the molds. Yeah. I'd say they're waiting for the molds coming in. It seems to have stopped just kind of... Yeah, I think once you get it, it'll up like it's... But there could be a bit missing that the mould is made for or something like that, you know. It's what, so what do you think about having a friendly maybe or something like that to launch the stand? Do you think that would be a good idea? To have maybe like a Rovers classic, Rovers 11 versus somebody like... I think I'd go for something bigger than that, you know. I think, I think, so. I think there is a plan where we'd be to hope to have it done in July or late July, which would have tied in with the pre-season in Britain where you could have yeah. got somebody a bigger club yeah. from. You know, you might even gone out and, you know... Well, you know, they pay the fee to get some really big offers. You were playing Celtic on the 7th of July, but yeah. we don't have an 8,000, what, around 8,000? You'd, you'd really want to sell out the first game, so you'd be looking for to get a big, you know, a big yeah, team yeah. over. So. Preston. What are we looking at for completion? <laughs> when are we, when's the completion date? I think it's September. Is it? I think it's September. I think it's September, yeah. yeah. So we'll be just going towards the end of our own season. Just some time for the end of the GA season. I wonder will any of the fans move around? I, the ultras said they like yeah. being visible to the team when they right. walk out. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> to tell them to hate them. Yeah. 
that's that's what they said. So that's that. That's one group of fans. That. Yeah, and yeah. But in fairness, on the continent, a lot of fans and ultras group are behind the goal. We've got behind the goal. Yeah. You have the yellow wall in Dortmund, and I think Frankfurt as well. I think they're behind the stand of Cologne. But um, I'd, I'd I'd prefer to see a full East stand though. To be honest, I think it looks better when you. When I wonder will it be open? Not for every game. You know. Yeah, because we have to please it as well, won't they? Would be cost effective to open the East stands. Could happen. It's. Yeah, I'd say. Because you have to, for I forget what the story is, but it's something like you have to have two stewards for each vomitry. Right. You know, so on cost alone, yeah. it'd be interesting like, the to see what they do. do a protest. You'd have to have more steward, stewards. Like, you know, it doesn't make sense to have three stands open for, like, what was it, 1,500, 1,400 crowd last night? Was that what it was? I was surprised. Mm. Yeah. We predicted all well, the towers. I was surprised when yeah. I got there even how, you know, not good, but it was... Especially for for Bray and Prof now though was the general positivity in, around the place was was striking, wasn't it? Especially with just people coming to us and buying badges and things like that. We spoke to a lot of people yesterday and very positive. Like I mean, the the, the jersey coming out, Bazuna starting, a lot of young guys getting starts. Brandon Cavanaugh was excellent. Um, there was a lot of positivity. I think it was more about Tom. I wasn't starting rather than Bazuna. <laughs> <Yeah. starting. laughs> <laughs> you could have put young guys. It, it does go up and down, though, doesn't it? It's been like this for when the relation, you know, it's been like this for Bray for seven, eight years now, isn't it? So you look at that in the fixture this Bray, no, it's like it's right, one thousand has not there. No way, fans. So uh, no, yeah. there's no, there's no hatred. Like even though we probably deserve to give them a bit of hatred, yeah. because they, they do us so often out in there. What's their little Twitter antics? Remember when we they beat us out there? Yeah, so uh, onto the game, 1 5 0. We had plenty of changes in the starting lineup, and we Graham broke back after his Ireland heroics. We had Sam Bowen and Brandon Kavanagh coming in for Aaron Bulger and Ronan Finn, and uh, that was his fourth league start for Brandon Kavanagh. Greg Bulger with the captain's armband, and Sean Kavanagh drops into left full with Joey O'Brien at centre half, and it's his fourth game since the red card at Richmond. So Kevin Horgan was back, but he was on the bench, and we had the talking point of the night with. Gavin Bazunu, Bazuna or Bazunu? We 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 discussed this with someone already. I'm not forgetting. How, what's the actual pronunciation? Bazunu. I think it's Bazunu. Everyone yeah. says Bazuna, but either way, he made a senior debut. Jay, start with you. Sixteen you years of age. I was delighted yeah, to see him get a start. Obviously, turned out well. That they were down to ten men after three minutes, so he's never going to be that much under pressure. But haven't watched him as I said. I've said it a few times in the chat. I've seen him uh, playing for the seventeens and the nineteens over the last couple of years. You can see he really has everything, you know, for a goalkeeper needs. He can command his area. He's big, he's a great shot stopper, he's agile, he can play the ball His distribution is excellent, giving the ball out to the He looks the part the, as well, doesn't he? He looks, looks, think, yeah, he he looks like a unit, he looks like yeah. a goalkeeper, you know, and he's but like, you know, the under seven years and nineteen, it's all about all come through the academy, it's all about playing ball out from the back and he starts so many moves with that. He has the ability to do that, to pass the ball to the full back, to the even the centre mid play, you know, that shows for the ball. Yeah, and he barks as well, like you know, for someone so young, I've seen him playing at 15 or 16, he's playing for the under 19, and Scully's probably three years ahead of him. Even then, and even last night, you can see he controls commanders there, he, you know, he's shouting instructions at the centre half to get up to get out, like you know, it's just something we've been like. Brilliant, yeah, he comes across us as well, like you know, he, he's, he seems to hold the complete package, you know, and just hope, you know, everything keeps, you know, he keeps progressing the way he's going because we're going to have one hell of a goalkeeper yeah. on his hands. That's if he ever does get to stay with his long time, but then we can often say he definitely got it. You know, we can't have a Jimmy Carl Forsey. I was a keeper. Yeah. Uh, he's excellent. Uh, uh, I've seen him now since he was playing for the 17s the year before last, was it? But I've seen him for a couple of seasons. What struck me, I hadn't seen him for a while, but he's had to fill it out. He is. He's, he's gotten taller out, as well. Like, yeah, he's a big lad, and now he looks like he's going to be a really. He look, as Jay was saying, he looks like a keeper, you know. 
He's a good shot. He's very confident. I mean, for a young lad, he doesn't seem to be phased by all. Mind you, I was impressed by Lee Grace last night. Grace was captain last night. And I saw Grace talking to him a few times, you know, um, when they were setting up balls yeah. and like, things like that, you know. And he was more or less saying to me, you know, tell me exactly what you want. Yeah. And I just thought that it, 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 he was, it was good that he wasn't under too much pressure anyway. I mean, it was a nice, it, it couldn't have been a better debut for him. Yeah. Like that, the fact mm. that we got a penalty early, they had a player sent off. They're not exactly great either, you know. So he, it was a nice, it was a nice a uh, way for a, for a guy to make his senior debut. You know. Do you think he'd play in Limerick? Um, is it can can he start every week now? Will fans be happy with that? With him starting every week until he makes a mistake? Mistake and be hang up. Yeah, and then, on him, and yeah. then he's gone. You know. No. But uh, no, particularly it, 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 Kevin Horgan's. It, it's hard to know that Horgan Horgan had he's only back from an injury. I think he only came back training. I read yeah. that somewhere. He came back training this week. What would I do? Speaks volumes about hard, Thomas' hard position know. at the club now as well, especially. Uh, I think I think that's the big message from the day, isn't it? That's that's what it is. Yeah, the four, yeah. the second I saw, I thought yeah. to myself, Tom won't play again. But these two are going to be doing their starting elevens and predictions later, so you'll have to decide Bazuni or Horgan. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to yeah. go on to that. Yeah. Well, I was worried that people would ask me what what's the record for the youngest player ever. So. Every a few people are looking for you on the bar, Prof. Yeah. And, yeah. Now, and, well, now, and I said he's he's <laughs> you can tell I, he doesn't like people coming to him. I don't like age records. It actually annoys me. But anyway, he was younger than Aaron. Bodger was 2016 younger than Richie Betty was in 1978 that's the one I was wondering about yeah. yeah so possibly the youngest ever I talked to Robert Goggins we both reckon he's the youngest goalkeeper ever you reckon in the last yeah, four Jimmy, years anyway, Jimmy yeah. says he's the youngest goalkeeper now but fairly confident about that anyway, yeah. But, yeah so Bray had just appointed Martin Russell as well which is a good appointment mm. and uh, Graham Kelly's 60 days as caretaker were up so Russell was his consultant and Aaron Green was there but not in the squad so the rumours are starting to build again about Aaron Green. He's possibly going to be in the hoops next year. I don't think he's going to be Graham Burke's replacement. I saw people saying that, but I don't think I'd love good. to see a revitalised Brando replace Burke if, when, when Burke eventually leaves. I mean, you remember Burke. Which Brando? Brandon Cavill showed enough. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. He reminded me an awful lot of Burke the way he kept looking for the ball. Some touch, and he's some touch he ah. wants to shoot. He brings other players into play and he's always on the move. Is so he I mean, only 17? Yeah, yeah. 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 he was denied his first yeah. goal. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Bowls weren't happy. Bowls weren't happy when we no, got yeah. him. Not surprised. What was it? Denied his first goal by uh, Biddy Kenneth. Yeah, Suarez Kenneth, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's Aaron Green. Would you be happy to see him in the hoops, Mick? I don't have a problem with him. I think he's a decent player. Yeah, I know. I know. You're, we had him like was it through a The infamous Patsy Boy game. Yeah, but yeah, this league is too small to be. You think so? Ah, uh, yeah. This league is too small to be holding grudges and you know for. Well, you, well, he probably still holds the record. He only played to score a winner for a team in the cup final and get booed by his own fans. So. <laughs> yeah. I think some do. I mean, if, 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 if given that kind of impression, we're at the club force around. He's on the list of haters. Well. He's probably a lot to do to win people back. I don't know. I just. It had to be a, a dramatic change in his, his attitude. And Huge. Was, and every time we play him, like he seems petulant. Every time he plays against us, he has that petulant attitude. So that's. It's yeah. just what sticks in our mind, you know. I would. I think there's better out there. I well, wouldn't want them. I think so as well. I think. I think so. Well, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, there's probably better out there, but I wouldn't have a huge problem when I'm coming back. And uh, the early goal, three minutes, Connor Kennett red card and penalty, which Bork dispatched. So it was a good start to the game. It was only ever going one way after that. We actually missed the penalty being given because yeah, we still missed selling the badges. Actually, in the greatest league in the world moment, I ended up sitting in front of Connor Kennett from the sitting in front of his dad for the match, and then I didn't really know what I heard him talking. I was sitting in front of just some guy came. You know, after he'd been sent off, he had a, in the dressing room back up. 
and I just heard some guy talking. I couldn't get my hands out of the way. Yeah. I just turned around there. Was no. Connor Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and our old friend Anthony Budimer, he was referee. He got a couple. He had a couple mm. of strange decisions. If I'd well. known he'd be ref, he's I, a madman. I would have put the mortgage on a red card and a penal. Yeah, he's the so I was bolt with him. And you were saying both you had a nice stat about him, and prof. a penal. You had a nice Budimer stat. I thought it was his first game he ref to us in three years, but actually, you could be wrong. I might be wrong with that. I think, I think it's his first home game. Absolutely. I've been in the away game did, since. Just on the red card and the sending off and the penalty. Did, not, did a rule not come in, the double jeopardy rule, where it was either one or the other? If it was out of the goal scoring chance, you got yellow, or else yeah, you got, there wasn't ball twister. Uh, yeah, it was. That, it's, yeah. it's all about intent. It's all about intent, isn't it? If you, if you pull someone down, let's say, for instance, you're tackling someone from behind and he's through on goal, and your intent is to get the ball. If the ref deems that you intended to get the ball, he he give you a yellow. That's okay, right. even though he's true on goal. Whereas before they had no. Yeah, before yeah, no now chance. now like if, if the ref looks and says, oh well, I think he went to get the ball, he can give you a yellow. It's not straight red anymore. Before but, the record was straight red, no yeah, matter what. No matter okay, what, it's right, a straight right, red. Yeah. So if it's all about the ref's interpretation, now he can look at that and say, oh well, he tried well, he, he tried to get the ball yeah, yeah. and he won't give, send you straight yeah. off now. So that's the rule that came in. But the first half performance. Um, Thought we laboured a bit. Yeah, it, it was. It was to be honest, it was like it wasn't paint dry at times. It was. It was quite poor. I thought it, I thought it was a bit like a uh, training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the even, weather, the, even the crowd. I mean, you could hear people talking. The, 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 the crowd weren't right? engaged. Yeah, we had conversations. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I find the sun shine does that. All games are done. Yeah, 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 it does yeah. kind of do that. But it was yeah. like a lot of games we've had this year. That was a little bit sloppy, a little bit. But once the second goal goes in, like we've seen what's happened yeah. with Pats and Cork, the three of two of our best performance the season. Yeah. When we get a second goal, when we beat Bray 6 0 early in the season, when we beat Derry 6 1, when we just get that second goal, if we can get yeah, early yeah. enough, just opens up the you know, opens up the floodgates. Same last season, we beat them yeah. dark and Cork, always a second goal. Yeah. Went but the, the possession game that we play, like we, it seems to be that we don't want to give the ball away at all costs, which is okay. But if we're not getting anything with it, yeah, we seem to give it away. You know, they'll keep the ball, and then somebody makes a mistake, gives it away, and then or we're not creating chances, and it seems to. Uh, it, it seems to hit our confidence like or something, you know. But yeah, Gary McCabe was forced off injured at the start of the second half. He got a round of applause. A good serving, I reckon, for Rovers, Gary McCabe. Good record. Scored a lot of goals. Nearly 50 goals for Rovers, I think. 42 goals. I yeah. always get the impression. Okay, he could have been better. He could have been. I think he deployed himself. He was a super, super player. Like, you know, remember, remember that Belgrade play? goal? Remember the home, home side? Yeah, well, yeah. Google me. Google me. Google me. But uh, yeah, that was a super goal. That was like that was probably his temperament's a bit dodgy, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, like, a, he's you know, I mean, you never got. Yeah. I couldn't say. I don't know if you'd be able to tell me, but I mean, did he ever play ten games in a row? You know, he had suspensions, consistency was his problem. Like, you know, you never. Yeah, and he was really playing well. You never seemed to get yeah. so many games. Swedish house mafia concerts. You know? <laughs> 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 but um, they had an impressive little number seven as well, Prof. We picked this out at the start. Of the, Who is he? Uh, Corey Galvin. I think he's a Cork yeah, lad. Cork, yeah. Cork fella. Yeah, so he's very, very good in the ball. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Smashing yeah. little player. Very nifty. Quick. Loads of people. Skins, loads of people skins talking about yeah. yeah. Loads of people talking And he got uh, rave reviews the week before on Soccer Public as well. Yeah, he looks so like a real player, yeah. yeah. He'll, be, he'll, he'll be gone. And it's a matter of time before he's gone anyway. Uh, our second goal didn't arrive till the 53rd minute with Sam Bowen again the second it went in I was laughing because Carl just I said he's the worst shooter in the, the, in the whole squad the whole he's after scoring twice now from long range and then he's banging them in oh, sweet strike in fairness 
And his left foot again. Yeah. I think he's, he's right foot, isn't he's he? He's a good player. He's a great range of passes. He can use both feet, though. He's very I was looking at the both forms. his goals have been left foot. Yeah, the Charlton yeah. forums, I was looking at when we did sign him, and they rate him massively as a youth. He's a big unit. Like, he's a big he unit. He can protect himself and the ball. I noticed last night that sometimes he nearly gave the ball away. But he uses his body yeah, extremely yeah. well, you know. He does look like he's carrying a bit of weight, doesn't he? Know? He looks like a yeah, he kids out, He's like James Chambers. He kids yeah. out big. Yeah, he's not yeah, actually yeah, that big, but he kids Mark out big. Yeah. Mm. Mark, <laughs> Mark's probably listening, so. Yeah, I know. Mark, you look great. Don't, don't <laughs> mind the lads. So, um, subs on the night are in Bulger, Sean Boyd and Dave McAllister. Uh, Sean Boyd, he, that was oh, that was a shot. The assist that he got. Assist. It was a shot. Aye, it was yeah, the poor fella. He just he, he, he looked very very rough. So he would have been a big fan of Sean a couple of years ago. I was hoping he might. Be, obviously, he can still like deal with like he can still. He's just been very very unfortunate injuries. Ah, but he looked very way. very rusty last night. I dealt with him. Yeah, need games. Yeah, of course. That's the only way to that's what, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. When you come yeah. on, it's so like not only do you have to get your fitness back, you have to get your match fit and we spoke about this. We he has not played any football. Imagine that as a that's, football. That's a problem in the league. He's not playing football. That was that's his first league appearance since February. So. February. I yeah. mean, think about it. That's, I, I honestly think there should be some sort of reserve yeah. league or an A yeah. championship. Do you remember that? Or back to under 21, you can play three. Yeah, so they, they like need game time. How do you get them back? It's very hard. Yeah. Probably the type of player that might go out on now if he's fully fit now when the window opens. Might do him and yeah, yeah, the best yeah, score. So, yeah. It'd be good for us if we did. Yeah. Uh, 76 so. minutes, Prof. We had Bork banging one in again. Yeah, he's up to 12 league goals now. So he bettered uh, Shalzi from last season. He's, he's got right. 11. And he's equaled Mikey Drennan from 2015. So he's our joint highest in a season since Twig. Since Twig, yeah. yeah. Super stuff. Yeah. Just goes to show you goals. Yeah. Look at any team that's won the league in the last. Look at, yeah. Anyway, look at Ireland. We Twig in, in 2010, 2011. Pat had Fagan. They had Cork and McGuire last year. The dog the had tell they've Hoban this year. You look at it, all do you need? Sligo had quickly 18, 18, 18, 18 already. Yeah. He'd ended up with 24 20 yeah, goals. Yeah. Easy, yeah, you did. Like, that's it's the one play you really need. You need an out now goal scorer. Everything on him, you know. So we struggled for since Twig, like you said. That's two assists for Brandon Cabin, I think. Did he get two? Yeah, according to his Twitter, he did. Yeah, I was excellent once again. And then Carr on 83 minutes with Boyd's shot come pass, come cross. Yeah, that's his sixth of the season. And then uh, big Davy Mack hammered one home. Uh, Tommy Kelly, I think Tommy Kelly fucked his phone <laughs> onto the pitch. He's worth, worth about 500 yeah. quid for a 4 0 and board. Broken 4 0. And he had a late goal from Davy Mack. Who's, uh, seems like he's got a point to prove every time he's on the pitch now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's trying to fight for a starting place. Here's a stat that might surprise you Davy Mack, the first player to score as a sub this season. Our first goal scoring sub. The first. Great stat. Yeah, Super stat. Last time was doing his brace against Finn Harps in September. Yeah. And that young fella that we <laughs> don't like. Well, <laughs> fairness to him, the only time he is going to score is when he comes off the bench. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Splinters, I think they're calling them. Yeah, yeah. Um, the attendance was just 1,600, 1,588, and I was surprised, to be honest, I thought it'd be under 1,000, including a Paul McGrath. So, uh, good to see an Ireland legend at the game. I wonder... Yeah, it's a good few words going back over the uh, Saturday night football. I remember we started in Tala. We used to play Saturdays. What what day would you prefer? I'm retired now. It doesn't matter. But uh, oh, for as a social uh, for yourself, what day would you? I like Fridays, you know. Yeah. But having said that, Saturday, you could make a day of it, you know. Yeah, Fridays. yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, now yeah, we, we, yeah, we go for a few beers, that's you know, it. whatever. And what about you, Jay? Would you prefer Friday nights or? I don't know. I would have said Saturdays a few, you know, a couple of years, especially when we had them at the start in Tala. 
not everything makes much of a difference. It's up to there's a lot of people vehemently on Saturdays. So there's people that have, have their own habits now. Saturdays now. Yeah. Exactly. You have yeah, to, yeah. They've done the habit. Yeah. Friday is the night now, you know. It's awkward for people. I, I do shit focus. I like to work. I go get my roster for the year ahead and I get to the League of Ireland official list and I kind of get an hour off. Exactly the same as myself. So yeah, I kind yeah. of, you know, so you're kind of getting the, you're, you're wasting holidays as such, but it's into it. It's a routine now. Well, I, the way I always say it is, I'd, I'd, I'd scrap a winter week. Like, my winter week and work, random week off in yeah, October. Yeah. I just take five Friday nights off yeah. and, and go for that and go to all the away games. Like, that's that's what I prefer to do anyway. So, sitting at home for a week. And funny now, I like, you know, Saturday away games. That's a great show now, yeah. No pressure. You know, you go wherever Sligo normally isn't it? Like, you know, you just go, take your time, you can Saturday, go down here. Sligo, the last game was uh, the October weekend this year. Yeah. Still go away on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a big one, yeah. Um, uh, Sundays, yeah. what is it? Sundays in the morning? Martin Stadium. Was Sundays because no lights, yeah. Was the home games, yeah. Yeah, that was a big. Yeah, that was the bottom, and I wouldn't mind it was easy for me to get there. It's yeah. where I live, but I actually think you stopped going for a while. I think the only time during the years I did like for maybe it was tall. How many years were we in Martin? Like three, were we? Or two or three, right? Definitely seasons. two, at least two. Yeah. Like Daryl was yeah, saying, Daryl Tracy was saying, uh, you'd be, well, you'd be doing the long jump because the pitch <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, sand yeah. and everything. So far, but I used to. They they hate it as well. Possibly, I'd say they hate it. But I mean, possibly. I used to like it because I'm an outsider. Like I used to like the outside. You know, you think they were going to across the desert. Kabul, <laughs> unbelievable. You know, how do you get there? Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, so. Uh, after the game, Robert's chat was uh, very quiet. Funny yeah. how that works. Mm. Can we get regulars back in the forum, though? Can we get the biggest club back? Yeah. Can we get Soil and Green? Can we get Roth? Roth. Uh, passive. Yeah. Get, get all the... the, the bulbs. Bulbs. Are you bulbs? Oh, yeah. you're bulbs, are you? Yeah, yeah. There you go. But you were someone else before. Who was your, your Before bulbs, I was... Uh, Trimble. Trimble. Oh, oh you're yeah. a Trimble. Another yeah, yeah. back to his politics. You they just, did you yeah, see? That was, um, that was just to be the contrary. Do you remember <laughs> Section F? Oh yeah, did you yeah. See the photographs yeah. of, of him recently. He was in a bit of bother. Was he? Yeah. There was a couple of photographs up in Belfast. Yeah. He was involved with uh, the. You could say the Larrys got a hold. Fortunate. All right. Didn't know that. Uh, Preston. They uh, they look to be tying up a 300k deal. Now, I don't know where these figures come from. They get bandied around. So, Graham Bork is probably on his way out this summer. Stephen Bradley said in the media, he'll remain at Rovers unless the hoops receive a serious <laughs> offer. So, I'm guessing they're in talks with clubs. We just, you know, the Shamrock rumours are like. Yeah. It's time now for four men in the shed to debate the merits of a complicated transfer fee between two professional football clubs worth hundreds of thousands of euro. <laughs> so, make you wrote this on Facebook. He said, the problem we have is that no matter what fans value him at, he's only worth what someone is willing to pay for him. Technically, he can turn them down and wait for a better offer, or it may never come. Also, if the player wants the chance to move and you don't let him, you're left with an unhappy player. Yep. And the, the British clubs know the market they're dealing in and won't pay a, p- a penny more than they have to. Mm. So I kind of agree with what you're saying there. Well, you see, the, it's a fact, <clears throat> an uncomfortable fact, that this league... They know what the. They all know how much clubs here need money. Yeah. They know. They know our budgets. The agents are telling them everything. The agents exist. The ag- agents know what goes on in our club. They know what goes on in the dock. They know what goes on. Did the that in? Yeah. They know everything. They know what the guys are getting paid. They know what the managers paid. They know everything. They're talking to the other clubs. The agents. The other clubs. 
they, they're professional businesses. They will not pay any a penny more than they have to. And that's an unfortunate. What do you think is a realistic fee for Gary, Gary Moore? What do Brian I Moore? think? What do you think you'll get? What do you think we will? Oh, no, what what do you sell like? I would say, well, I'd say if we get 300 grand. Mm. Up front, like, and without and add-ons. And hopefully have a few add-ons. Yeah. Hopefully. Now, you might get something on the add-ons. I mean, we, we were a bit unlucky with Enda Stevens. We had add-ons for first-team games for Villa that would have got us more money. But I think the manager's changed and he had played something like eight games. Yeah. I think it was 15 or something. Oh, so know, we were a few you know, games like away we were from a few quid, for yeah. another few quid. But if you can get, it, like, it's, not, it's not like people on the forum say, well, you better have add-ons and all that. It's a hard negotiation. They don't... They're all accountants on Facebook. Yeah. I'd love to say, I'd you love know, to find the wall. It's something I always say I'm interested in. I'm, in, I'm interested in the ins and outs of transfers and what goes on yeah. in the in when they're discussing it and wages and stuff like that. I, I'm I think that the crux of the argument from the opposite side is that Burke has two caps, whereas Stevens yes. didn't. Burke has a year and a half in his contract. So I think that's what's kind of irking people. Yeah. Why isn't it? Are we going to be matching the record? Which I think was but, but Roy if, O'Donovan. But you have to get the, the balance between playing hardball and your need. And, and you screwing know, yourself out of the move as well. You could probably... I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what way the club is financially at the moment. But I'm like any other League of Ireland club, and I leave out the dock there because they obviously have a pretty good cash at the moment. But I think every club in this league... If, if somebody, if Rovers were to stick it out, and I think he's a good lad actually, I have a feeling that he wouldn't be, probably wouldn't be distraught if, if he stuck it out for a while because he's happy here. Mm-hmm. But if you stuck it out, somebody, you'd have to be getting someone else to pay for that for you. You know, to take that gamble. Mm. You know, because you probably owe them, you know, the club pro- probably is in some debt, as every club is. There's no club like that's flush. Mm-hmm. So it's like a game of cards, you know. At the end of the game as well, it seemed like his last goodbye, you uh, could yeah, say, because yeah. he spent, yeah. he lingered around the East End came and he came over to the fans as well. Yeah. Danny Carr did the same thing as well. Yeah. So. Well, I think the deal is done at 300 grand. It seems to be like, I don't know when he'd be plucked out of the air. I actually got a text from someone like the day before to say, before I broke in the papers, yeah. that it was 300 grand. That yeah. was the deal. And obviously it was in the start, we mentioned on the radio. I think it's a fair deal if the add-ons are included. Like, I'm... Um, listen to the League of Oil weekly podcast Daniel McDonald mentioned um, about Sean McGuire apparently not only have um, Cork got a clause built in that he'll get they'll get a sell on of any future transfer fee which will be even more now because he's signed yeah. a three year contract so that's going to make his worth go up if anyone wants to sign him plus they have a deal there they'll get a certain amount of money from Preston if Preston become a Premier League club while McGuire is, squad, while McGuire is there mm. so we even got something that link that's probably a better way, a more surefire way of making money from an add-on than actually from, you know, from an actual sell-on from a transfer fee. And if you look from Preston's point of view, like Villa, well, Villa signed Ender Stevens. Villa were top seven, top eight Premier League club, right? They were able to pay 300 grand. Mm. I give them the room for 12 grand a week. Preston have a bit of hit and miss with League of Ireland, okay? No, they haven't paid huge fees. They paid 150 quid for Maguire. That's because he had a clause in certain. And they got Ground for free. Plus they got Horgan and Boyle for free. O'Connor there as well. But they've been hit and miss. Like Horgan is not getting into the squad. O'Connor's been loaned out. Boyle is being loaned out. Only really Sean. And, and they're looking at that. And we have to remember as well. Like, you know, I'm trying to put the guy. I know he's a couple of years on the line. He's definitely rejuvenating his career back at Rovers. If they go back and look at his time in Notts the County. two leagues below them at Notts County, mm. he didn't set the world up for it. No. So, you know, you have to play all these up. You know what I mean? So it's... Mm. Uh, Colin Horgan, his brother... He said that he's possibly looking at a move now. He doesn't know. I think he was on. He was on a 
greatest league in the world. But either way, he said he's, he could be looking at a move, trying to get out with Preston. So, and he, yeah, he's, he's, he's an excellent player. So he'd, he'd pick up a club over there. I had no problem getting. Him. I think he wants to stay over there. Yeah. But. We had David Hanley on the four or on the chat. He said he made a good observation. He said Peter Ridsdale was Leeds, Barnsley, and Cardiff chairman when McFay was a player at each club. So I'm sure they kept in regular contact since then. So I think it's Preston. It's giving them the edge there, isn't it? Probably, that's probably his contact over there. Possibly. yeah. Yeah. and I've seen Kevin Caban quite a few times as well in Tallah Stadium now as well so he's probably acting some way in they that all, all. they all talk to each other all the yeah. time you know and uh, the agents everyone has an agent now you know the, at least yeah, even players talk like you know, even, but yeah Graham's agent's Graham, Bo- Graham Barrett isn't it I think yeah, it is yeah I think that group so, yeah. he works in Platinum the, under nines yeah. coaches with him there. ah yeah he's, he's the same league as, as my son Porky mm. does coach uh, Rose on the lines, yeah. So um, he was nominated for the league's player of the month of May as well. So Rose put up a picture of the last two Ireland internationals holding up the jerseys. They actually wore when they were caps. So Porky was number 24 and Pat Bourne's number 7 from 32 years ago. So was uh, Pat the best player you saw play with Rose? Ever. Ever. And I saw some good ones now, but he was. You just, you just seen good players going to the end I of the career. Frank O'Neill was, was up there yeah. with him. I saw Frank near the end of his career. He was. He was in his prime. Excellent. He was excellent. Now, well, he's still very good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I saw him. He's outstanding. But Pat Bourne was one of those rare League of Ireland players that could dictate a game. Yeah, he just dictate the pace. Dictate. There's nobody stands on the ball now. Maybe football is a bit different then. Also, probably wasn't as athletic, you know, as it is now. But I mean, Pat Bourne. He was unplayable, really. You remember him? Oh, he was absolutely outstanding. Yes, so, uh, he, he ran. He ran the game, like you know, yeah, for, yeah. Well, as you said, uh, he did take games and you know, and free taking. He's on oh, the free taking. Many did he get? Like he come from behind the goals. Yeah, they were nearly penalties. Huh? Yeah, we haven't seen like this. Players have probably come close to Papborn, not even over like Eddie Gormley. If it was good, well, Kevin ah, Hunt. Yeah, yeah, different type of player. Kevin Hunt, they were probably yeah. the best midfielders. Kevin Hunt was up there. Yeah, yeah, but none. Bourne was just a level, a level. Right. Uh, and just, they talked about Ireland and Iceland, like obviously, there, like there was a good few Irish and Icelands in show there last night. They're going to Joey O'Brien, Graham yeah. Bourke. Joey was excellent. Paul yeah. McGrath, Pat Bourne. An awful lot of voyages, not was an awful lot of voyages and Icelands. Around. We're in the stadium last night, yeah. 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 And, um, what else have we got? We have, uh, Shay Carroll, he said, I'm reminded of that game when Pat Bourne came on as a second half substitute. Apparently Pat overheard Jack say to Morris Setters, tell the Irish bloke to get his tracksuit top off. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a good one. <laughs> uh, Martin O'Neill basically said he has to move to England now to progress as well. So it's naturally the next step, isn't it? He's, I mean, it's probably a, f- a fair enough statement. Whenever I'm out playing in a friendly international, it's to, you know, to, you need to be the, you know, yeah. World Cup qualifier or a European Championship qualifier is a different kind of ball game to be at that level. Ah, yeah. But there, there is an East there, like, you know, because we're not actually, you know, we're not, you know, we're not actually overloading with quality strikers at international level. So there is someone that you know that could break through. And but I thought it was a bit patronising of Martin O'Neill. I don't like that he said it. Yeah, the way he said it, like you know, that the game went by him. No, I, I didn't agree with that. I thought the game didn't go by him. No. I thought the other players. Yeah. They weren't on the same levels. They weren't on the same level. Yeah. He was thinking he was coming better than later. He was getting into really nice positions. Surely you can't miss that off the ball work. But has Martin O'Neill uh, hammered into the set of players so much that they look just don't for look it. for that anymore? They don't look to try and play that type of They're not playing that type of football. Yeah, they don't play yeah, it. So. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was like, a bit unfair. I thought it was actually a miss. 
and modern football like you know how players find space and all that and he, yeah. he was I was watching well, the game he was calling for the ball a lot of time and just never saw him play the long said, ball you know. I was at the game I like, yeah. virtually yeah. watched the game in Rainbow went to Al Murray didn't you play, uh, yeah, big yeah, yeah. player came out I, just watched, I didn't even watch the, the defenders exactly. yeah, 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 I just, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. watched him the whole game and he <laughs> just watched on the TV but I was like that kept as well he yeah. coming short for the ball all the time and he was frustrated like, and if you're like if Peter Rinsdale was there whoever else was there and he, yeah. other suitors that were in the ground looking at him you know foreign scouts yeah. You had to pick that up, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You went and picked him up with the game bypass. You're thinking with this guy wants the ball all the time, yeah. he's thrown short, he's put himself in the good positions and he's not being found. Like I don't know how he just didn't obviously force international force, you know, start but James McLean, I would have chewed the head off McLean if I was playing outside him. How it's, bad was well, he? Well he never was he never was terrible. He never his head. He's a one trick pony, but it's shocking. And I rate him, I think I think he'd be on off like I think he'd be a great son of a Celtic to be honest. I think he'd be a smashing sign and he'd do well in that league, but um, maybe it's with ways we told to play under O'Neill so O'Neill sort of play so. get the head down beat the player and get the ball in the box straight away but it's mm-hmm. but you did, in that game I mean the one thing that because I was watching Bork I was just saying get your head up have a look, yeah, have a look. Not, not just McLean other players like as well but the programme was a Borky special prof and you wrote about him in your editorial and Jay had a piece on him as well mm-hmm. so uh, regular contributors to the programme and Robert Coggins wrote in the programme about uh, how Bradzer hasn't had any luck at all using examples of injuries Trevor Clark, Brandon Mealy, Dan and Ronan last week he also referenced how Rovers were needed to relegate under Ray Tracy the season before they won the league I didn't know that one Prof. what was that? Ray Tracy the season before they won the league they needed to relegate 93 was it? That's 92 true. or 93? Mm. that's true we finished low Seven or eight we finished low I just said yeah, that year about no, I remember we beat Waterford down in Waterford I think and it kind of I remember being at the game and that's the, you know we knew we were fairly safe there wasn't that yeah. yeah we, 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 we were right down the bottom we've won the we've seen us win the league seven times right and that was the only year why 94 I would never give us a hope of the start at the beginning I think yeah, we lost two league cup games didn't we yeah, yeah we, we lost I think we were home farm with the order I think something like in the August I think it was it was Dave Michael Crew won the gold medal 92 would have been 92 at the start and that would have been season before but I remember just but then Stephen Gagan came on board, you know, Stephen Gagan started scoring goals. Scoring goals that yeah. was just it was the season before he got goals down in Bray, or down in Waterford that uh, kind of made us safe. He got the four goals, that was the f- I, I think that was he, the he might got two down in, in Clacombe Park. I think we beat them down there. We got two with Talk against Patrick. And, Patrick then, and, and then we were saying, this guy's not bad, like, you know. Then he had that great season. Well, so our two guests today, they're pretty much on opposite sides of the fence when it comes to Bradzer in our debate. So, Mick, do you want to go first and give us your take on, on the manager, the managing situation? Has it ever yeah. been like this at Rovers before? Have you experienced the always? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of old school. I, two seasons. What's two seasons like? You know, mm. when you're when you're. When you're following a football team, I mean, I think there's, there's good stuff happening in Rowers. It's being built. He's made mistakes, there's no doubt. I think he's also been very unlucky. That is true. I you know, it's like, goalkeeping thing. It's a, but then people will turn around and say, well, he recruited them. No, that's what I'm saying. Yes. No, no, I'm not saying that's unlucky. Yes. I, I, I'll hang that one on him, right? That's his own problem. Yeah. Like, he done that. And um, otherwise, I don't think it's been a disaster. You know, um, people say we're always and we should be winning all the times but there's other clubs in this league like there's other clubs that have people as committed as us working to like Cork and Dundalk and Waterford now they've had an investment you know we just don't can't expect just to go out and win if somebody I haven't no, not one person has said to me 
a good replacement. No. That's like, the thing. There's okay, actually... We sack the manager tomorrow. Now, this season, new manager coming in is not going to make a hollow of a difference, right? Mm. I don't think. You know, you're not, we're not going to march up onto the top three or four. We have a chance at the top four, I think. If Whiprads are there. Um, if I, I don't see any obvious candidate. I don't see any other League of Ireland manager that I would like. And, I mean, Kenny is the most successful manager in the league at the moment. Is there any other manager there that you'd say, oh, he's doing a great job? I well, Kenny Shields, a lot of people say Kenny Shields. They think he, he does a good job with a, with a small budget at their... Not the moment, isn't it? No, but they're all over the shop, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. But it, uh, nah, wouldn't, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't overly impress me. Yeah. Um, I mean, John Caulfield's cork, no. No, He wouldn't come up to us anyway, but... Uh, Stephen Kenny yeah, so that's never going to happen so what else is there that lad from I mean if I was or to think Kearney. of somebody the lad from Colorado is it yeah yeah. you know he seems to have his head screwed on and what about David Jeffries you know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's gone he's a dinosaur but, uh, but I mean there was a time I wouldn't have a problem like with that kind of stuff but uh, if he was good enough you know how many leagues did he win for Olympia? he won a lot didn't he yeah he won 31 trophies I think it was yeah. what's it yeah, but they, but he's a dinosaur. It's like yeah, kind of Peter Rogers. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> they have come together. Andrew Shield, yeah. Our Damien Richardson, Peter Richardson. So Jay, what's your retort? As Gary, you said to me, you're very, very conflicted with the manager. I've never been just. I, I can't remember. He's still. This I, I've said at the start, at the start, said, okay, we, we we were also expecting that, like, qualifying for Europe has got to be the whether it be the BN or the NL, it's got to be like in your remit, it's got to be part of your, you know. I don't think anybody's KPO, It's part of your KPOs. No, yeah, nobody I thought we'd get closer. No, and at the start, I never thought we were going to be this far away, okay. Now, as it turns out, like, we could still be back, you know, we could still qualify, but the table's not looking too bad at the moment, you know. We're three points behind a, a, a fallen Derry team, we're ahead of pots and goal difference, you know. You can still turn around, lots of people have their doubts, will he turn around, like, you know, we, we can see what we can do, the performance at home to Cork, Performance at home did uh, Pats away to you know, the dock. Away to the dock. The performance at Waterford when we down, you know, we're down to ten men, you know, and Gilchrist and Lucky to be sent off, you know, all these things are giving you hope. You and could go on and on. You could go on. It's like the team is schizophrenic. Like it's, I've never seen a team that's, you know, it's and it's getting that. Like go back to last year with a poor start, but we we hadn't got. And I just pointed this out on a, to myself when I was doing a bit of research on and I was doing the Graham Bork article. And I was looking at the teams, don't see what games he started and who where he scored and etc. And looking at the team, the players we start with last year, we looked at Devine and Ryan Connolly who underperformed. We're always going to improve on that team. Like I know we improved the second half of the season. I think after the European run last year, we put got seven wins in a row. Mm. We came from a position that we had a quality for Europe, and we're in a position kind of similar to that now. Look at last year, Derry beat us three times last year in the league. When Derry beat us in Tala. Beat us one 0 uh, the last game last year. About eight, eight points, points behind Eight yeah. points behind thing that and no one gave us a breeze of catching Derry then, you know. And we ended up doing yeah. fair play to Barry, you come out and say then he says, This is an awful lot of football they played here. Mm. We're eight points behind, I'm not giving up. Other people might give up on my behalf argument, but me the players not giving up. But I think we we're always gonna improve on that because the team wasn't and we knew where we were weak and we kinda of did strengthen that, we brought players in. In the window, and we actually got better on players. They were like, oh, you know, the void didn't want to do the centre half. We needed to be. He made so many mistakes to start. But we are, in fairness to him, and again, and he, there's so much bad luck there as well. But you can't just keep claiming things are bad luck. There's been terrible bad luck and terrible bad injuries. But that there is. The bad luck has been like, it, it's like a course. It really is. It's, it's crazy the amount of bad luck that we've had. 
But last night was, was went a different way for us, and that's kind of yeah. the thing that we're yeah. against us before. Like, you know, it's but do you, how do you cut out one one big thing that frustrates me is the individual errors. How do you cut that out? And that is persistent. I mean, you've got and so it's many. all through the team. It's it's, it's not just it's everybody. Every, so what is it's a concentration? Do you bring them in and get a sports psychologist in and say, listen, get them playing chess every fucking morning, you could get, improve their concentration? As I said last week, I reckon Manus will have a knock-on effect. I hope so. I, I think there'll be a massive reduction in those individual mistakes when they have a confident keeper behind them. You can see, yeah, you can it see what the they're the pass back to you and they won't be shooting stairs at and all this, you know? Exactly, yeah, the shoot, shooting the stairs. And one, one thing someone said to me as well is that they're not confident playing the ball back to their keeper at all. So no. you're immediately... Eliminating that's uh, why an option Gra- That's there. why Lee Grace is making mistakes. Lee Grace is the, the one in Waterford trying, trying to turn back yeah. instead of giving the ball yeah. to Tomer. He's torn it back yeah. and trying to play the ball out, and it's costing us. So, out of 10 passes that they'd have in the defence, like not one of them will go back to the keeper because they're just not confident in him. And uh, it has to change eventually. But we're going to get you to sum up Brazzers' reign in three words, Mick. And Jay, you can be listening. You can take about Joe's going to ask you as well. Three words. <laughs> You can go with one if you want. Yeah. <laughs> sure, there's plenty of people in the chat. Have a couple of sentences. I, I'll say three words, but I still support them. Not good enough, right? Well, for I still, he's been a bit unlucky. The goalkeepers are his fault. Now I think the goalkeeping situation's gone sorted now in so much that manus. From my reports, my friend in Dundee said he's still a very good keeper. Yeah, you know. We're going to he's, get actually, he's actually he's actually in better condition physically yeah. now. I saw him up there. He's a tank, isn't he? He was a bit uh, of lumber on him yeah, when he was yeah, always, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? He, he looks so good. <laughs> but um, no, like for for the back end that Brad just got from the board, he's he's made some good signings, a few dummies. Yeah, they all do that, but it's not good enough for the back end he's got. But I'd still support him, right? Because I don't see an alternative. Um, that would improve things. I know, Julia. Three words. They'll probably do it in chronological order. Promising, inconsistent, and at the moment underachieving. Yeah, mm. good so show. It's, um, but you know, it's <clears throat> discussing Bradley now. You know, whether you want what were your views him or not. It, it, it's painfully obvious now. He, he, Bradley's going to be there for the. You know, he's going to be given the window. He's going to be there. Probably he's going to be given the shot at the European game. You know, within the European toy. You know, we did that last year. I wouldn't be too confident in some of the teams you can play, you know, but he could do that. And I could, you know, financially for the club, that, that's another quarter million pound if you get through a you know, quarter, quarter million euro if you get through around Europe. So they're going to give him that time, real down. That, that's, that's been settled. Like, there's rumours of players going out and players going to come in. Like, you know, but we just have to get it's the away form. Like, if you look at everything, if you look at the home form, right, we've played 12 games, right, we've, um, what, we 24 points, 24 points from 36. Only balls in the dark at being home twenty four. So that's that's not really league winning, but it's definitely top three. It's top three for him at home. We scored thirty goals and only conceded ten at home. Like th- that kind of thing. But then you go away from home, we've only picked up six the points. Away from is unbelievable. It's, uh, and that's where the the thing is as well. This team is a model to go through the first round in Europe because they'll turn up. Like like I said, it's inconsistent, but they'll turn up in this European toy. I guarantee you, and they'll be will win away. Watch. I'm telling you now, there are more to do. It won't be a weekend match either. No, <laughs> but, no but we don't. I mean, like a simple observation: like a lot of the away games are on narrow pitches, different type pitches than we play on up in Tala, hmm. and we don't seem to be able to adjust our game. If our passing game is not happening on the tight pitch because players are getting closed down rapidly, 
we don't seem to be able to uh, adjust to a different type of game. It's probably yeah. the most frustrating thing about this season. Like the form is like uh, Friday, say Brandon Cavan and Danny Carr. Yeah, I don't see a repeat of those performances in the next, like yeah. Marcus Field. Like I don't sure. expect Kerr and Cabin and all them to do the same thing. We have no. Why don't they do the same thing? Yeah, mm. I have no idea what the Rovers team is going to turn up. I genuinely have no expectations anymore going to Rovers games because I'm not. You just it's so inconsistent that you don't know well, what every, team is going to turn up. Every away game, I have a bad feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and some home games I don't think games. and I feel good. You know, Cork. I knew we were going to be Cork that day. I just felt it. Yeah. But going to away game. You could be playing Limerick Bray. I mean Bray. Without the Bray, I knew it was, we were, there was rain and the wind was blowing. I said, yeah. you know, we're not that type of team. Yeah, you know? yeah. They said that with Cork as well. We, we look like you know we we doing it all season. We'll be looking three or four games ahead at a time. And saying, listen, we get these three games. We're back in yeah. it. We win these two. We win these three. And we just we were not the only. I said at the time about we were playing Pats Pats away in Cork at home and consecutive. We're more likely to be Cork at home than yeah. to be Pats away. And that's yeah. and obviously a paper and even. Performance-wise, Cork are far better. So it then, yeah. then, then, then But do you not think that sometimes when we play the better team, say, that they let us play because they think they're better than us, you know, <clears throat> or maybe not? Yeah, it's better all about the other teams approach you know, at times. Whereas other teams close us down, well, you know, pack midfield, all that, and we still think we're great, you know, and we can't really adjust to it. Um, look at the Pats, like Pats yeah. approach was the two separate games. Like Pats yeah. was kind of struggling at the start of the season, yeah. and they they never came like a team won't come to play. Yeah. We beat them one 0 was lucky beat them one 0 Tom Rogie or, or Eaton Boyle whoever got the goal, whoever was given the goal, but they didn't come out and they they, yeah. won, they, they just didn't come out to play football. No, that day. No. Then they could, they won a few games. They tried to play ball against us and then we in talent, and we absolutely slaughtered yeah. three 0 yeah. going yeah. on six yeah. or seven. Yeah. 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 yeah, so that's the the lads' summary of uh, so other results on Friday. We had Bowles losing 2-1 at home to Derry and that was the I think the 10th win in a row Derry had against Bowles. Yeah. yeah. Kenny Shields is a 100% record. Unbelievable stat. And it, was uh, us, it was us for a while we hadn't beaten the Kenny Shields team. Two uh, well-known Rovers fans were up in the press box Danny Mount and uh, Aidan Fismaris the, the jibbo journalist yeah. he wasn't too impressed with them because they were kind of giggling at the Bowles losing. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we won't name drop anyone. No. no. Uh, Dundalk 4 Limerick nil with a Hoban or a Hoban hat-trick he's banging them in now yep. Waterford 2 Pats nil. Uh, a ton of red card there as well wasn't there and Sligo losing 2-0 at home they home form is terrible Sligo yeah. they mm. can't buy a win at home and all the 12s are in France this weekend playing for the second year in the Gwynedd Cup and the Young Hoops won 2-0 in the fourth game um, and needless to say Tony O'Dell was looking away from the camera yeah, for that course. team photo. Of course, yeah. In the class, you actually go live and they're in the quarterfinals, so they're probably playing right now. Oh, right, yeah, probably. Yeah. The quarterfinals. Tony's yeah. milling the cans of Archer's Thieves. They can only pass Flynn drank more than Tony here. Yeah, no, Jay, I think Jay holds a record, to be honest. Instead <laughs> fucking going into the supply of Guinness and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, you never had Paul Conroy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you only get the bottles of wine. <laughs> uh, Mihal Schlingerman. Has left Sligo and there's a bit of a debate on the Rovers chat about getting him in. He nah, said it just nah. didn't, his time just didn't work out. No. Not right. Three months ago, we'd have been all over no. yeah. yeah, we would have, yeah. I, 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 I didn't rate him anyway. No. I tell you, a good season with Toronto, was it? And what about Cherry? Cherry would have been a solution at the start of the season. I would have, I would have, I would have grabbed Cherry at the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah. And say goodbye to Tomer. Even, you know, he's a decent keeper. He's a decently working keeper. We've probably seen Tomer's last game now. He's, I think so. He's fourth in the pecking order. Maybe yeah. fifth after Keane Clark. 
I think um, there was a couple of people on Twitter talking about the Rover situation, and I mean, he's saying how much Tom are feeling now that a 16 year old got picked ahead of him. So it's kind of t- it tells a tale, doesn't it? It does. Uh, Galway United are on the verge of a Saudi takeover. I don't know how true this is, but it's a bit of a strange one. And I don't know what intentions they'd have of coming in. It kind of strikes me as very Atlon-esque when they were uh, the subject of match-fixing with the Igor Butts that time. <laughs> the goals he let in, they were uh, comical. Well, if anyone can bring back the locker room burger, it's the Saudi Arabians. The, yeah. No problems with alcohol there. Um, they only became a fully fan-owned club last season and do clubs like that ever get in touch with other board members and ask for tips and things like that does that happen well, Cork, Cork, didn't they? Cork. Cork were very involved now I, mean, I didn't have anything to do with it but they, they got a lot, of, a lot of advice from us oh yeah at, at happy enough to give it as well obviously. ah yeah like, uh, you know you wouldn't be wouldn't be that bad of a was there ever any animosity between boards in general is there is there a Factuous relationships there. Bowls maybe. No, no, bowls good. Bowls, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but bowls. Yeah, bowls is fine, but we don't. Mm. Boards is not quite like in the UK in that. You don't normally go in and have drinks right after games and all right. that. You know, everybody just goes home. You know, yeah. uh, you might go in for a cup of tea or something like that. Now bowls and uh, bowls are always not. Well, in my time there was never any problems. That and with Damien Delaney signing for Cork, which is a very good sign. Can't get away mm. from that. 36 but he's coming from Crystal Palace ah, he's, got, he's still yeah. got legs in him I mean he's been playing in Premier Football like yeah. recently if you yeah. pair him with Alan Bennett he's 37 that's all the centre back yeah, pairing I think I've ever seen a, he's not really in the force team anymore he's, a, he's a big unit yeah. he's a big man yeah, yeah. and uh, onto Europe we'll talk about um, the prize money so 240 grand for round one and another 260 for round two if we go through and Cork are going to get 800 grand minimum this season and that's without kicking a ball so that's a that's a lot of a lot of wedge going into Cork. Mm-hmm. That's that's different this season. Isn't it? Even if they lose league. the first qualifying match, they go into the Europa League. Yeah, I think last year it was you have to at least win one round. But now even if they lose, they go into the Europa into, League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So even we had to, we had to be Florida Talon that year before we yeah they, we'd win one yeah. match before yeah. then we lost yeah. to Copenhagen and we went to yeah yeah. Or so even the dark remember they had to beat uh, Batty didn't they? In order to yeah. get yeah, into that situation yeah. against Legia, I wonder. What, I wonder why they changed that. It's obviously to improve the the, the, the lesser clubs. They're, they're looking to spread the money now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and there's there's an organisation for the lower clubs who keep. That's only a good thing. Pressing, really, yeah, and uh, they have fairly regular meetings. What's the DCA? Rovers at the European Club Association. It's kind of embarrassing that we go over like we'd be over at meetings. When I was there, I think it still happens like maybe twice a year, and then they'd be looking to get as much money as they can because they re- even recognise that there's too much money gone at the top end. So any fines they get for you know, uh, remember City had the yeah. problems with spending financial too much play. or whatever for the financial fair play. All that money was spread out among the, the oh, yeah. clubs that qualified that year, and the TV money is unbelievable as well. I mean you. You mightn't even know you're going to get TV money and you get it. Checking the door. Yeah, checking the door. See what happens with us is with the two. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing with, with the paltry sums of money that's given out for winning the league over here. It's, it's insane. Well, for one game, for two games, you yeah. can get like double what double you get in your... I spoke, I spoke to a few different times that we were out with because you'd go out for a meal with the yeah, clubs. Club. No, the, the club that you're playing in Europe, right. you know. 
and none of them clubs could believe that we get no TV money, say, internationally. No, no matter how they were, no matter how small they were, could not believe that we didn't get paid for TV rights at, at any level. We're the only country that television is a disadvantage. You lose money if your game yeah. is on the Yeah, people are going to sit at home on your gate. I mean, it gate. does hit our gates. Like, you particularly on a wet night or something, if you're playing at half seven on a Friday instead of eight You're o'clock. only home from war. People home with rain and it's on the telly. You'd lose 500, yeah. you know, which to us is a lot, like, you know. So ourselves, Derry, Cliftonville and Cole Rain are all unseated and as are our old friends, Stjernan. So, uh, looking forward to, I think they remember you trying to rob Mercedes outside the, the ground, Jason. <laughs> no, no, just warn them, give them the, the rules of the road. <laughs> cross code. I think you're going to go as Balliac this. <laughs> After getting dragged out, yeah. I think he tried to put the glasses on him. I had to get dragged oh, yeah. out of the car, he's walking off. Show your car. It's worth a quarter of a million. You've a great, I've noticed you've a great disarming technique. Yes. Jay. Like, if that was like Gar or anyone else, That's like. like dodging rails on you. That yeah, guy would have just knocked the head off you, like, or something. You, you just, you just, you relax the guy. And suddenly it's diffused, you know? Oh, God, brilliant. Um, yeah, so Lithuania, Estonia, Luxembourg, and Latvia probably be our, an ideal trip. Um, Daniel Fulham says it would be good to get Zalgiris or Lithuania or ha- half ha- Hafnarf. <laughs> Bring back Tomer. Get Tomer for that one. Hafnarf Yardar in Iceland. So uh, we take their scene and then we'd face an unseeded team in the second round if we progress. So, so where right. would you like, Jay? Uh, as I said earlier I think with the clubs you mentioned the countries there we might have a chance not too hard to get to Lithuania Latvia there's a Luxembourg team who are seeded Flawla Esh I think oh yeah yeah they're seeded that might give us a handy play to go and a chance of winning but the likelihood is like we're a real bogey and we could get Azerbaijan or Belarus or Kazakhstan one of these places Kazakhstan would be, would be so crazy. That's, we're not going to make it there like, people won't travel it's going to cost a fortune to get there probably Likely to lose, mm. you know, because they they be amidst the heat, etc. The fact that it was in, so I wouldn't mind getting hips. You know, we, we might have it. You know, get pull up result at home with them being our season. We get a good crowd at home, and plus we bring a good be a good crack, easy to get there, not too costs uh, for the club. You know, it costs implications to travel to there. You know, and we bring a great crowd over there and have a great crack. You know, it'd be, it'd be a massive gate as well. They'd bring it. It's a they'd bring huge. If we give them, if we give them the end, like if we. Peter yeah. Stan wouldn't, wouldn't be open at the time because I think they'd fill that stand here. Ah, great yeah. travel support. So that's how I'd like to get here. failing that, Latvia or Luxembourg. I'd fancy a trip to Riga myself. Now, what about you? Where, where would you. Uh, Don't want their Rangers on the 12th of July, no? <laughs> I won't be there anyway because I'll be in Turkey. <laughs> that, Who's your Turkish team? team. Um, What's your um, local team? The nearest one is uh, Izmir. Izmir, uh, yeah. The crowd that we played, uh, what do you call them? I'll. I'll just borrow. I'll just borrow. Yeah. The they're coming down the league. Stay They're the nearest. Mm-hmm. Jim went over to that. Yeah. Jimmy is at that. Yeah. 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 That was a. He's a few good stories in that one. The slaughter goats. The, the slaughter <laughs> goats. That was Terry Tracy's famous one. Yeah. He thought there were two little pets. <laughs> yeah. He said, "I look the two mascot, little, yeah. little mascots." He came out of the dressing room. They cut their throats. And uh, have you, do you take in a bit of sport when you're when you're in the tour? Season's off. The season's off, isn't it? You know, when you get there, most of the time. when I get there, but it, they're, they're football mad, like yeah. people. Yeah, but uh, uh, Real Number Mar- one sport. I, I'm in Costa Rica now, and uh, 
there's huge support like in England for the big clubs you yeah. know Galatasaray have a big support uh, you see them out you know Besiktas you know, they have huge support huge yeah. and Fenerbahce if there's a match on over there you know sometimes they arrive like near the end of the season there'll be big games on I should have waited and I'll go missing everybody the way I'll sit in the coffee shops you know waiting on your <laughs> but, steak yeah, but yeah uh, that's it yeah so last year like the lads just said we Tomar and Brando with the pronunciations and this time it's Mick and Jay do Europe so you're going to have to take turns with each country mm. Mick, Jay and then Mick so on and uh, we're going to call out all of our potential opponents in the first qualifying round so uh, this should be a uh, should we be a crack? Yeah, I texted Brandon Millet to come down and help us pronounce these, but for some reason didn't, didn't get back to me. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Strange. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> so what are you asking? So, Mick, we're going to go... Let's start you. with you, Mick. There you are. Cut yeah. out the country and then each team and then over okay, to Jay. Well, am I starting at the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ad- Azerbaijan. Gabala. Kessler. And Nefci. Belarus. Newport. <laughs> Dojmno Minsk Shakhtar Saligorsk Ah, it's you, Okay, Bosnia Herzegovina Sarajevo Oh, come on Zeljesnikar <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, wow, good show Great show Impressive, Bulgaria Christian Bulgaria Bulgaria, all based on the capital CSK Sofia Levski Sofia <laughs> I think we played before in Europe, did we? And Slavia Sofia. Slavia Sofia. That was too easy. Didn't This is set up. <laughs> <laughs> Croatia. Ozzy Jack. Cyprus. Anorthosis and Apollon Limassol. Mr. Stokes is over there at the moment, isn't he? He's in Cyprus. Oh, is yeah. He? Is he? I think, oh, well, he's I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed yeah, to be. Doing something else. Cyprus. You're Denmark, Mick. Oh, sorry, I'm yeah. Denmark. Oh, yeah, good. Copenhagen. <sighs> Norsjeland. Norsjeland, yeah. They're big and strong, aren't they, <laughs> Big and strong, yeah. Enough to carry on. Estonia. Nom Kalju. Georgia. Dynamo Tbilisi. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Iceland. This sounds like the laugh on oh, the Viz character. <laughs> that's the one that they have to get a ferry to I think I think when oh, you travel man. to Iceland you have to get a ferry Pat's got did Pat draw them twice oh Dundalk played them Dundalk Was somebody it? anyway there's some yeah. random yeah. place where you have to Dundalk get the, team, the team even have to get a ferry yeah. um, uh, Jay you, you like this one make, 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 make your turn but, uh, hey, Israel oh, yeah mm-hmm. uh, Peter, Jerusalem. Most racist club in the world. I've seen them. Maccabee, Tel Aviv. Wasn't there a rumour yeah. of... They've called themselves by their Trump, Jerusalem. Yeah, no. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They're taught in... If we get them, like, just... All bets are off. If they come to Tel Aviv, then God knows what's going to happen if we uh, get them to Tel Aviv. Yeah, no, you're right. Would you have 20 shiders again? So I wouldn't go to Israel. I definitely wouldn't go against that mob anyway. No, <laughs> are you on Tel Aviv? Last time, yes, yeah. he was. He's on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Would you make a travel with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That was a bit of a beer late one. I'd say so. Yeah. And we're off to Kazakhstan with you, Mike. No, it's me, it's me. Oh, it's me was it? oh, well, I hope we're not off to Kazakhstan. Yeah. <laughs> it's new country. I'll get to that quicker from Turkey. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Then Pats get there in Kazakhstan. They had to get three different scheduled flights plus yeah. a three hundred mile bus trip just Seriously. to get there. And was oh, one one fan went? What? And they prayed him around. That was that was the, the, uh, the, the air air Russia. That was against Russia. That was. Yeah. Jesus. Three right. three planes. Three planes was a three hundred mile bus trip just to get there. Have we? Just to make kick off. Double gold <laughs> Pray for a charter. <laughs> Whoever okay. wins the prize and that the raffle won't want to go on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Give us the second prize. I'll take the jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mum won't go. <laughs> Latvia. Fence bills. Yeah, we'll take those. I'll take fence bills, yeah. Lithuania. Zalagus. Wouldn't mind that we'd be off. We owe Lithuania. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, that's a we have our FK Akranis like flag there, courtesy of Kenny B. Alright. Luxembourg. Fola Esch. That's the one we just spoke about, wasn't it? It was Irish. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> Macedonia. Robert Nicky or Vardar? Montenegro. Bladost. Don't know. That's right. I've never heard of that Norway. <coughs> Maldi or Sabsburg. Sounds yeah. like a horrible lager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're very big and also very strong. Very, very, very strong, strong, yeah. Poland. Huh, our old friend Garnick. You, you were there. there. Yeah. You were there. Were you? you were there. Were you there? Any no, stories? Like Pazman. Seven nil again. Any stories? That was a five-day trip. Five-day trip. We stayed in Prague. We thought it was just a bus <laughs> journey away. In them days, we hadn't got a Google. Way there. Google. I think we were eight hours in a bus or something, but it was it was a great trip. Was it was a good trip. How many travelled? How many The Joint record seven nil um, defeat. Yeah. I tell you, we certainly had eighty or ninety. You know, we were, there was about fifty of us in. And Prague. what was their home support like? That was only at near the. They were. They had a good support. Like, yeah. But uh, the coppers were real strict. Now they wouldn't let anyone near us or anything. Oh, we yeah. only made it, the match was brought forward, and we didn't know about it even. It was brought forward. We made it by about after driving some crazy <laughs> amount of miles. We made it by about thirty five minutes. Thirty five yeah. minutes. And I always remember I, the kids. It was poor then, you know. Yeah. It was Eastern concrete flats. It was a big. It was a. There no hotels. That's why we did it. There was no hotels in it. Like Garnick, it's a. Coalfield, like basically, they're all miners and that, you know. No hotels. No hotels. There was, there was t- toilet rolls thrown by Rovers fans onto the pitch, and the kids went on and took them, put them under a coat. You know, it was. Part, I saw bare feet. Children with bare feet, like you know. It's changed a lot since then. That was I think ninety five, but it was long. We just won the title. We should have been in the Champions League, but there was a f- three years there where Irish clubs weren't allowed in, so we went into the UEFA Cup. What was the reason for? It was just the way they were reforming the competition. Well, so all those yeah. smaller countries, including right. us, weren't allowed in the Champions League for three years. It was a great trip, though. <laughs> so Lech Poznan was the, Lech Poznan. the other one. Yeah, they have a big Dublin support, apparently, as well. They, uh, yeah. you, you nearly fill, the, fill a stand with Yeah, yeah. their fans over here. Jeez. There's actually Poznan graffiti to yourself. So yeah, there is, when they, played, yeah. when they played that time. Don't think you mess with them either. No, I'm not fucking around with them. Mm-hmm. Right. So Romania. Romania. Vitorol. Vitorol. Ah, thanks for this one, <laughs> Scotland. Hibernian. And uh, Rangers. You said Seth go wrong. I was going <laughs> to, and I said I won't give him the you, Would you like Rangers? <laughs> Rovers to knock Stevie G's team out of Europe? We did it with too much hassle. I don't know, they even enjoy it. You know, there'd be restrictions and all. I'm going there and coming. I don't know. It's Do you think so? Would it be that much of an issue? I mean, Linfield was big enough. The game probably was the 12th of July as well. What's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah. 
to be honest. If you got them at home, the 12th of July, like how many of them would come out and not even real tickets or anything? That'd yeah. be just crazy. It would even be played in Tata. So, how many, what was the, where did they travel? Well, we should, why should we give up home advantage just because fucking shells took down? That's the thing, right? The club might do it. I, I, yeah. I think that'd be madness to do that. Madness. I know, that was crazy. That was a crazy yeah. Yeah. You're pretty much saying, yeah. we'll take them to Tranmere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. tribute to European trips in two weeks. Tranmere and Glasgow. I was wanted to go to Prenda Park, yeah. And then we had Serbia. Serbia. Ah, Partizan Belgrade. Did they ever play them before? Uh-uh. No. Radniki and Spartak Zubotica. Sounds like a superhero, mm. doesn't it? Slovakia. Slovan Bratislava. And Trenching. I've always wanted to go to Bratislava, actually. That could, that could be another drive. I was in it. Looking, yeah. Not for football now, but I was in it. It's a nice city. Are you coming to this? No, it wasn't that far back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Slovenia, Domzale, Maribor, and Ruder. That's too easy. Sweden, AIK, Stockholm, and BK, Hacken. I think we need to be avoiding the Swedes. Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. 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 They're that bit ahead of us, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Well, you lads were in Joe Gardens 2002, and there uh, has to be some stories there, lads. Oh, Joe Gardens? <laughs> That's where the Hammerby. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell us about the pub because I was. Uh, did someone, did I someone attack you. a pub? Yeah. They attacked. Anton Marshall was telling me about he was in the pub when I kicked off. I was sitting in. I was with Borky. Here on Borky. Right? Yeah, we were. Thank God. We were sitting in the. We were sitting outside the pub across from the Dubliner. But we saw lads going the by. The Dubliner in every European city. Yeah, yeah. We were, the Dubliner is where Rovers were based. And we, myself and Borky were sitting outside a little pub across, you know directly from it, out in the air. But there was young lads gone by on the blower. Were you wearing colours? No. But they 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 weren't wearing colours. We weren't wearing colours, like, you know. But they knew we weren't. Well, they weren't interested in us. They were interested in the Dubliner, you know. Right. When we sat and worked, they were saying, these lads, uh, something's going to happen here, like, you know. Keep on. I have a theory on Hammerby. There was Hammerby lads with us, and they left the pub just before. I think they were in on it myself. Right, but I could be wrong. Okay, but, so, but yeah. um, I think they left just before the garden attacked, but they were outside in the blowers as well. But then around the corner came about a hundred of them charging myself and Brookie just legged it. Mm-hmm. And we just got in as the, bar- the bouncers closed the door to Dunbar, you know. Yeah, so but there was all Robbers fans. Many yeah, Robbers travelled to drug ends. The people that sit there saw the pub were coming earlier. The looks at the Wilson with that thing. Maybe the Wilson's right there. And had you people had you yeah. that, had yeah, you yeah. all sitting yeah. there. So they were the people yeah. that yeah. kind of attacked. All the lads were inside. Well, didn't attack the them. Right all their lads were inside, okay? And as Mick said, when the bouncers came in, they just closed they the doors. They locked the big doors, the big wooden doors. That was at the front. And we were all around the back. And it was like, you used to play big windows. And that's the only way to get out all outside, so... The lads just basically remember Thomas was there. Thomas, the we got Thomas. the stools and broke out. Just the get window. out. We had to break through the window. Just get out. That's how you get shot. Thomas, get out. Get Thomas, out. Thomas, Thomas was like, get out. We got the stools and broke. I'd left me big Northside hoops flag in a bag when I legged it in to get in, yeah. and I had a digital camera at work. Digital cameras then were to be fucking four hundred quid worth or something right. like that. But I had brought it to take photographs over there, you know, and would have been a bit of a problem if I'd lost it. But it was in the bag, so. I was beyond me. Hooligan days were long gone at that stage, but anyway, I had to get me f- flag back. So 
Rovers came out the wind underneath the window. It was a narrow window. It was cutting our legs and all because there was all the ship glass. So what was the reason to get out the window? Why did you want to get them? So you smashed the window and you're cutting your legs just to get out for a round. You had to do And then you just grabbed your nearest chair. They were young. They were older. Would that have been them in the prime? That would that would have got Rovers that reputation that they kind of still have today. See what that was was building. Rovers fans have reputation. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Well, see that was that was building up that okay. Does your gardens have a bit of thing with bowls? Bowls a few bowls casuals were with your gardens, right? Right. So at the game. You know, there was a bit of stick going through the game, yeah, and balls, they had a Bose jersey. Right, the Bose jersey, they're waving the Bose jersey. Plus, I think they did the lawyers, one of them, the UVF flag as well, something like that. So they're waving the thing, and they're waving the Bose thing. And half time, we all just fucking went up. Everyone down, everyone's well on locks with drinking. Bro. So everyone down, and every just get out, just a, like a collective mooner. About 100 of us were just <laughs> took our lean caps down and just yeah. waved their arse at them. And they were going, man. And I remember they were throwing things over. And Paul Conroy, right? Picked up a coin, right? And they, they were about in the goal, and just he swung up a bump, but only caught a guy, right? On the head, right? You just see a man just doing that, right? Now, three years ago, I was in Glasgow, over in Glasgow for the Cup semi final, Celtic and Rangers. And I'm in a puppy final match, and I always were there, something to do with Rovers and Auntie Celtic, green and white, the same. Pin badges, and your yeah. garden fans were there, your garden fans there, right? So a guy comes out to me, big, huge guy, casual, stalled on Oh, Shamrock Rovers, yeah, yeah. We played you and yeah, yeah, yeah. One of your guys hit me with a coin. I gave him the phone and I rang Paul Conroy. He gets on the phone and stays talking. And I'm laughing away. Like, brilliant. Seriously? Yeah, brilliant, yeah. I'm just there laughing. I gave him the phone and said, What are the odds? Small world football. Yeah, that's brilliant. The man was laughing away. It was grand. You know, The next day, then, Albert McCready went to Dublin. He gave... The, all the papers in Ireland my number right so I was getting phone calls sitting there from the star the that was sun. the night of the match wasn't it was the night of the match no, the night of the match because yeah. there was photographs yeah that, that's what you turned up to the papers the next day we made the front page of the star so yeah. you're going to find it and we gave an eight well, Tony, Tony Rose the, the, the fight made the yeah, yeah, they made me, me. I was in thing. I was in. Like, like Albert gave my number. I got some bleeding phone bill went back because the Roman charge were right, right then that I didn't realise. That, that was 2002. But um, so we got a phone call. Like, you know, all the pain. The Herald rang me, the Star rang me, the Sun. Remember the Sun rang and Paul coming again. He picked the phone, he was going, um, Hello, who's this? The Uri's son. And Paul coming There's no such a thing as the Uri's son. He slapped the phone down. <laughs> But then I got the star, and I think she was an art journalist anyway. So I, I said, My name is Tony Roach, fucking joy from Dublin. And we yeah. we back in the Dublin Saturday morning, and it's the full, we all had to pay, it was the full page of the star. Fucking joy. <laughs> yeah, don't, because um, the, the, the great trip, though. Oh, brilliant trip. <laughs> did the Hammerby link exist beforehand? Yeah, so the, lads, up. the lads had gone to see them before. How did that develop? Did it, what? They'd gone to see them, and they went to see them, oh, the, right. they'd them before, and they played the tuition. I mean, a few lads went over early, the likes of. Uh, the hoops lads, John Bourne and yeah, Fergus yeah. McCormick and a few of them. Is that that's it there, is it? It's just showing the lads a photo now. Was that the Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good that's a good mob you could oh, say. Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah. And they were well pissed. I don't remember any of the game. That's always Europe though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well we we're three one out the first leg, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a party anyway, yeah, wasn't it? It's going over. A lot of people. It was my first year. It was my first year being trip around. It was a lot of people's first trip around. Yeah, it was my first year. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah no, you can't beat Europe. It's something that we look forward to every year, and hopefully <coughs> we'll qualify this year. I mean, we were only laughing about that we could actually finish fifth and qualify if Waterford. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank too much. On you that, wouldn't be banking on it. Would be I hilarious. think Ford is definitely here. Would be good. Yeah, yeah. Danny will help me out there. But uh, so we didn't beat the Swedes, two thousand two. But we do have a robber success story in Europe because we played a fans tournament. In Duisburg, Germany, 1997. Mick, you were the manager. I was the manager. And Jason, manager, actually. Jason, oh. you were his right hand man. Oh, Who's the kit man? Tell us about that. Yeah, we hadn't got a kit man. <laughs> do you remember? Kit. There was two trips we went to Duisburg. Yeah, it was a, the first one. Do you remember? The first we one? went the first of you. I didn't go there. Was oh, just the first one. The, the first, first one was very good. We, we had it through Dikey. You know, Dikey though. Right. Dikey had a mate because he's a bit of a Germanophile, and uh, he had a mate. I don't know how you got to know him. Good guys. Yeah, York, York but, uh, York, but he, York kind of organised it. And the first one. And it was it was kind of an area. He, he had, we got off, we got off the plane. Irish National Anthem. And they had the Irish National Anthem, red carpet. <laughs> 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 red carpet, the airport. Red, like red carpet, right. And they played the Irish National Anthem. There was kids asking. <laughs> kids asking people like me for autographs no problem that, right? yeah no problem there you go. MC we bummed a set of kit off for us Pat Bourne actually gave us a, a kit but we went over and, and played and in typical I mean it, it was so typically German they looked after us well they brought us to a pub in Dewgarden their pub like you know and uh, we ate and we drank and we were locked but at the end of it like he, he says tournament starts at 9 o'clock in the morning so I went down, I had three players, I think. Yes. The second one, you remember you actually brought them late. You remember you told up that you have a going while he slept it out. It is my shame. It is my shame. It is my shame. But the first match kicked off at nine. We didn't do too well in that competition. But with the second one. Who's your player at the tournament? Bolly. Bolly Bourne. Bolly Bourne. Bolly Bourne. Bolly was great. They had a big fella. They put a marker on him. When I say a marker, this guy was told because he scored a few goals early in the competition and they were watching him. I am out with everywhere. Jackson, I'm in everything. Exactly. There's a Bolly. I remember Bolly took his arms up. He says, Is he playing coming out with some noise? I always remember one over near the sideline where people were standing along the line, like, you know. And it was kind of. Cinder type pitch, wasn't it? You know, was this a, yeah, was this an eleven? How many seven or so? Uh, seven, it seven, was seven. Just give us the start. Give us the starting lineup there. Oh, Can you remember? Uh, in goal, Dikey. Dikey beat. Well, the Mark, first Mark, time Mark Bat was so, but then when the second time uh, uh, the collaboration, the second time we beat James James Nolan. Board member. Second James time Nolan? James yeah. Nolan. Yeah. Leighton Doyle. Leighton Doyle. I wasn't playing the second right, time. I was yeah. just strictly. But the second was the time we got to the final. So yeah, yeah, no, I I led from the side. But the Lord Mayor came out with us. But I have a photo. That's why it was a photograph. The they gave us a plaque and all. The Lord Mayor yeah, was a big Mark. deal. Yeah, we were the yeah. only like there was teams there from St Pauli. There was Boy Munich. There was Eintracht Frankfurt. There was Munchen Gladbach. All fans. All, all fans. fans. Yeah, it was lovey dovey. Like everybody yeah. loved each other. Now there was no hint of. Wasn't there a slight really. link with St Pauli with Rovers before? Or no, a link with Dugard. Well, yeah. With Dewsburg. Sorry, with Dewsburg. I've been back to Dewsburg a few times since that. Yeah. We just doing football yeah. to Sabrina. We've been back oh, found okay. that pub. Yeah, found your man Peter. My Peter with Did the budgie. Yeah. Ended up staying in his gaff again. We went yeah, back to yeah. We stayed. We stayed. Wouldn't be like yeah. you to find random gaffs in yeah. European cities. Watch Celtic Jay. matches. Yeah, we let the board out of the cage. Oh, yeah, they had the budgie. What was it? Yeah, man, a lovely fella. And we were staying in his apartment. Like, they moved out of our apartments. They moved in together and gave us apartments to stay in. Yeah, they were really nice people, like, right? Okay, good. Your man had a lovely budgie, you know. That's all we're talking about. Ray Davis played. Yeah, Ray so Ray Davis, Davis there. Dilly, Dilly was yeah, there as Dilly, well, yeah. Dilly, second time that meant 
got the budgie got out we couldn't get it back in the cage <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who was trying to catch the, the budgie <laughs> but then we remember we were in the semi-finals when we thought we were knocked out was it? and then we yeah, thought yeah. we were fixing it against us we were all going mad the Germans we, had beaten us earlier that yeah. German who were they they were very good actually and they beat us 3-0 or something and then they got beaten and we thought they threw it or something yeah we, we thought they were through they only needed to lose by a certain score or something we were telling right. the Germans they were going to cheat us we were all going mad and we thought we were out of the tournament then we were back in then we were back in because they beat <laughs> They were beaten and we had a better goal difference. I was hoping, and then it was all shake hands. And, and then, remember, it came to semi finals. Yeah. We came to semi finals, and I just it was, it was about 20, 22 degrees, right? And all of a sudden, thunderstorms came in showers, right? And the other team, the other team wouldn't come out, they wouldn't play. They wouldn't we, play. We're taking off the pitch because it was that well, the lads were taking off because it was that bad, and the other team wouldn't come back and out. We were on the so pitch, we got, the so we got a boy to the final, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the bag, remember when Baldy was a huge bang, it was with this turning on when he hit his bang, boom, right? And then Baldy turned on and says, that sounds like that's a barracks it says we're, we're in trouble they're never going to believe there's five of fat Irish fuckers over here for a football tour over <laughs> <laughs> oh, training well, he, exercise Baldy got the uh, player of the tournament he got the player overall he's got him on goal but remember does he still go to games does he roll ah yeah you yeah, know yeah, so yeah, yeah. you're not going to Baldy you know he's standing the, yeah. the yeah. far end quiet, of the he's quiet but he's a, he's a good and most of the guys who went still go to games yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, Gary yeah, Thornton, yeah, Ed Leahy, Ray yeah. Whelan, oh, James Norman. Ray was there, was Ray he? Was there as well, Where did Ray play? Ray, Ray, Ray played in the police office. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, yeah. They, they got wrong with your kills, him and Ed wrong, Leahy. Wrong, yeah, They're taking yeah. over nightclubs, some go in and point to them out. And they tell you, sorry, the mug shots and all, yeah, we have to stop the mug shots in the chairman cell. But we just went out to the foyer, we got to the final, and I think it was a team. 2 0, 2 but it was like it. They were like a collaboration of like YTS or U team players from the area. The weather's nephew, good. But remember, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got, I the fans, the fans in the time was called a German fans that used to be it was English but it was about German football and it was called elf meter yeah. and that's the German word for penalty yeah. right because 11 it's metres German for what? penalty yeah. remember we got the thing like your yeah, map was yeah, yeah. up the line just showing elf the only German elf meter <laughs> elf meter and your head gave us a penalty <laughs> 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 it's the only word I knew in German because it's fancy and remember I think we missed the ball they, 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 they were the most nice people oh yeah, yeah. yeah. be nice to resurrect I'll be treated like royalty all day unbelievably good Right, so we'll go on to the main event shortly, and that is because this year is the 30th anniversary of the Glenmore Gazette. We're a bit early with the anniversary. The <laughs> first issue was actually October or November 1988. I was a two-month-old child when there I was first. Well, let's provide some uh, background <laughs> first of all. Robbers left Milltown in 1987 and moved to Talca Park, the boycott and all that. So we had Dunster and James Cook in here. Earlier in the season, very emotional discussion. Could not agree on the boycott, whether it was right or wrong who, who to pass. Don't start James, James Cook. Cook was the was on the side. James, of, James. I know. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't believe that people would walk by and see people they know and walk by them at the picket. And and Dunster was well, of I, the opinion that people just want to watch football. And well, funny enough, Joe Joe Sal went in. Joe Sal's my best mate, and he's a great. Robbers fan, Joe Sanja, and we'd been. <clears throat> We've been all over the country we're over town for years and years. And Joe went in to Talca and I used to be outside. But then I used to meet him in Fingers for a few points after and we never had a row. Did you ever talk about it? Was it something you never talked oh, we about? We did we kinda of left it. You was know it, was it the elephant but, in the room? But, but when the Kilcoins eventually got out of the club altogether and Talca was gone and we moved into Daily Mount, myself and Joe, out of nowhere with a few drinks, had a row. And after it was all, you know, I mean, it was over, like, in so much as that Middletown was gone. It'd been we, building the up. The coins were gone. No, we didn't even, no, we parked it, like. 
but with a few drinks one night a bit of wine had started and me and Joe fell out like, that was the wine for well, a good few years but he never came back to follow on Roberts no and after Talca he wouldn't go to Daily Mail I hate seeing that and uh, he never came back I hate seeing fans fall down by the wayside. It's, it's I know we were, we're a grand after now. I don't see him now these days. There's a, there's a lot of fans like that. That we're doing a piece on its own. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy I work with. He's a Nitachaza fan. You can see the flag, the the scarf there. It's Hilla. He's coming mm-hmm. to his first Rovers game on the 17th of August. Mm-hmm. So um, we have. It's been branded League of Oil. LOI Curious. That's what we're going to do. So we're going to have a uh, a bar stooler as well in who has never gone to League of Oil. We're going to yeah. interview him beforehand. Ask him why he doesn't go to games, why he's not involved, why he doesn't follow League of Ireland, and then interview him after the game, show him the derby, show him match the yeah. experience, things like that. Same with Attila as well, and we're going to see how it goes. So it's uh, it's definitely an interesting angle that we're going to go for. But Jay, you were uh, writing about us in the programme a couple of months back. You were saying that it's all about podcasts nowadays, but in the 90s or the late 80s, you saw an explosion of fanzines. So, yeah. fanzines. Fanzines, obviously, do Whose idea was it, Jay? It was my idea. It was my Tommy. It was Tommy. It was my idea. I would have read a lot. The genesis of the Glen probably through the Celtic fans. I've gone to an awful lot of Celtic games then, you know. And Not the View was one of the most prominent and one of the first. What was it called? Not the View. Celtic Celtic have a magazine called the Celtic View. So obviously this was the opposite. It was the alternate, like Not the View. So it's still going now. Not the View, probably one of the longest going fanzines, but. Obviously, Celtic had a lot of problems at the time about getting the board out there, miles behind Rangers and stuff like that, and the board wouldn't spend the money and they wanted something else. Yeah, so yeah. we decided, like, as you said, this podcast now, those fans forums in the last decade. So we said we'd do our own. Obviously, Milltown was the main, was the main. But when we, the fans started, we still had hopes to get back to Milltown. McNamara had taken over the club. So we went and really, like, a lot of fans were anti board. We went anti our present board, our current board. Obviously, we run into issues down the line, as all fans do with boards down the line. But at the start, and even the name, like Glenmore Gazette, we just wanted like it was like a protest thing. Like a lot of fans in the time yeah, had more catchy names, like you know. But that 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 doesn't ring to it though. The yeah, Glenmore Gazette. Glenmore like because it's and it was it was basically about that, and you'll see some of the force issues, and that was stuff like it was just we win the fight, we'll get back to Milton. You know, we were just that determined to get back, and hopefully we would run like it. It's not like fans in the programs out now, like you know, we just. You'd send all the email and, and type it up on the yeah. computer or a PC on the phone. This was just old school. This was hard to believe. This was stenciled. Hard... Yeah, this was stenciled. Type I was just about to ask you. So give us the process. So you you would gather your information, and then you'd meet yeah. up in the shed. No, and then well, Tommy kind of was the. Tommy, he, would was even... the, he was the driver for say, for putting it together. Right? Yeah, you were more like editorial. Yeah, uh, well, did, yeah. You're good at writing. You wrote. Well, Tommy do all the typing likes as well. Like it would all be done with pens. All be writing art, and people be sending art. Cut and paste was actually cut and paste. You know, you cut something. You so paste. How, how, how many would you produce? Maybe about I think two or three hundred. About three hundred. And that's all manually done. So what are you doing? Yeah, no, he, Tommy, that's hard work. That's hard work. You would have the people, like other people, help us. Like, was it like a production line? But what well, you do it? You kind of. You the picture, you like it was stencil. Like the headlines were done with stencils, like, you know, and tracing yeah. it, like because it'd be black bold, black for a headline, like you know, headline the page. Then I'd send the things, and other people write him, and they'd be done on handwriting. I think Tommy used to do most of the time. Tommy said, "Oh, he's got says you used to always find the O's." In it, because Tommy, like, it was a typewriter, so bang, bang. Tommy used to type like one finger, he'd bang, bang. <laughs> and Jimmy'd say, "Go in there and he'd find all these little holes." Because <laughs> he'd hit the typewriter so hard, the holes used to fall out. To be honest, the fog. So yeah, so he, he he typed everything physically. Yeah, and then we have to photocopy. We have to put the stencils on the head. Yeah, I used then you have to photocopy it. You have to get the pages in order. Yeah. Then you'd fold all the pages together. And the like you have, like Butler used to have, was out. Uh, yeah. 
Mike, Mike, uh, Mrs. Now Sandra, she used to help as well. We go out and we'd have bottle of uh, Rob Tommy. Yeah. And we just, you'd have a fall, all folded up, they'd sell it as well. All folded up and then he'd staple it and then he'd put the cover on He invented his own stapler. Well. I remember he made a stapler that he could staple two at the one time, you know, <laughs> to hold it together. It was a big job. It sounds time consuming. It was yeah. very time consuming, yeah. And then it was, and then it was, it was broke force, like, you know, it was good. Like, I was, like, I said the thing. I was on the sports so committee then, and there was a bit of a, you know, because it was an unofficial thing, you know, and I was actually on the committee, I was actually selling programmes, I was writing the fans yeah, yeah. selling programmes, because I was on the sports so committee, so it was a bit of a, you know, There was only one sports there. club then. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying, yeah, I watched the Shamrock Rovers, and a lot of people were saying that they thought it was a programme, and they were saying it was, a pre- it was affecting programme sales, because people were buying that. It kind of mirrors the, the prof in a way, the prof is unofficial and official in, in, in a way, you know. Yeah. Playing both games. And this was Daily Mount, that's another angle, because we our home ground at the time was Daily Mount Park. I'm playing at Daily Mount. So we were selling Glenmore Gazettes. And it was like in probably Daily half Mount, it. If it's 20, games. 24, 26 pages, wherever it was, half would be just anti bow stuff. And a lot of us built bow stuff, like, we actually used to drink, like, it was a different time. We remember, remember we got nearly got thrown out? We nearly got thrown out of, over yes. that fiddle, because we, see, there's no secrets in the League of Ireland. Remember the guy behind the bar? Yeah. Well, there was a, an allegation that there was a fiddle and he was gone. A fiddle, as in who like was fiddling? Fiddling the money in the behind bar. the bar, you know, some some right. balls guy. That was the allegation. Carlos, we got wind of the allegation. You know, this lady, Prince, allegedly. Ale- the allegedly. Don't use allegedly existed. But we done. I done a cartoon for it at the time, <sighs> and I done a cartoon of a bloke. He had a big woolly hair, like you know, with a fiddle behind the bar, and yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we didn't really think a lot about it. We just well, stuck it in and. Next thing, Tommy got a call from the the board. Then, what are you fucking that? We're being getting thrown out. They went mad, like, you know? But uh, and there was lots of things like that. Yeah, now, in fairness, thought, Tommy had a... It was edgy, though. Tommy had it. Well, we didn't we didn't even think we were edgy. I, I, I've only looked at it. I only saw a few copies like recently. Just, Jimmy just went for it. But, yeah. it, I mean, it's so prehistoric now. Like, yeah, it's, it's unbelievably crude. Not, not the content, but when you look at it, even, it's, then it's, it, it's hard to explain to people now. Yeah, it was just some stupid things, silly jokes about balls. Like, I, I, see some like, stuff I don't around. understand some of the jokes no. now. I can't no, remember no. what they were about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like 18, 19, right? Some yeah. stuff I just look at now, you just kind of cringe at some of the stuff the way yeah. you ever thought then. But yeah. some of it was like, it would still hold up to yeah, nowadays. Yeah. But, but then when we mixed that doing the cartoons, like the, the famous one was Ricky the Rovers. Ricky the Rovers. Mm. That one, I used to have some. Someone mentioned that to me yesterday. Uh, Ricky, we, we had this guy at the time. Great football guy. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky John, John Connolly. That's what it was. Ricky came back from. Luton, I think he dirtied his bib over yeah. there, right? And he I came back. And, else and, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Ricky, what a footballer, and he he was brilliant, you know. But he was he had a reputation of being a bit of a playboy, uh, yeah. had a playboy, right? And he had the, the long hair, the long flowing locks, blonde. When people yeah, didn't dye yeah, their yeah, hair yeah. and all that, you know, fantastic player. But he got, he got into trouble. But he's a lovely fellow. He's a yeah. really nice bloke. Yeah. Fingers, wasn't he? Fingers. What's his name? Ricky, Ricky McAvoy. Yeah, mm. he had been with Leeds. He ended up with Luton or something. Yeah. He was playing for Luton. Like, he was playing the first time. Thing, yeah. He got in trouble with the chairman. <laughs> anyway, he he was playing for us. But he, I remember a cup game. I remember up in he had been at the nightclub. He was caught the night before. Him and Lee Mirror, and he was, I was going to bring this one up. Yes, yeah. Kildaff, 1989. Yeah. Tiny little town in Donegal. Yeah. 1989. We played them away. Yeah. We played Kildaff away. And they were, yeah. they were dropped. They were caught out. No King dropped yeah. them. But we, we didn't yeah. think about the Moville. You did think the Moville tree. Yeah. And see, see they, they, yeah. these were different days. I was saying, like, we'd be in the bar, not only mixing with Bowles fans, they used to come because it was their bar, even they went and played. Yeah. 
and the players we'd all drink with the players afterwards yeah, so the players kind of got wind that we were doing the fans in as well like you know yeah. I was a bit freaked that obviously I wrote an article about the mobile tree and all this pro stuff blah blah shouldn't be doing these standards and all playing for all shouldn't be doing yeah. this whatever make it a cartoon and I mean Andy Miller come up to them it would be, it would be, yeah, yeah yeah six foot three set the half he was shocking yeah, wasn't he yeah, terrible yeah, yeah. brutally was we, yeah, hand, terrible. we, we called him Andy Miller we got him from Lincoln <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe say against Cork we were getting a great result and he just handed him off ball, yeah. and then he, so he come over to me and just sort of in the bar and he just went that we're all just having a drink and he just come over he just leans over and he goes Fancy yourself as a bit of a journalist, do you, mate? <laughs> and I just went back to him, do you fancy yourself as a bit of a footballer? <laughs> I was just like, I was hitting the Something got wind as well. Yeah. It does look like a little uh, feather in your cap, though, really, that a player's ah, yeah. football. Ah, yeah. I mean, at the, time, at the time, it was kind of regarded as slightly outrageous, you know. Yeah, we'd, we'd yeah, there was articles in the newspapers. There were a few the Irish Times and the Sunday Tribune, yeah. 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 it was an article in the Irish Times, they interviewed me and the Sunday Tribune, you know. They, they Mick McCarty brought an hour, and what was, I was actually shocked at looking at it because it was so out there. The, what, what was he showing us? There was one thing about um, a player, you were saying something about hang, the, hang someone or... There was something in it, and it was really—it was outrageous. I was like, they, they actually printed this, but now it makes more sense because it was no, official. It was 1988, you know, and there was no such a thing as PC political correctness. No PC. I, mean, I, I, I only. Jimmy gave me a few guys. I have no copies of it. Jimmy has. I have them here, actually. And he gave me. I was looking at a few of them. I think you were stacking a player, actually. I think it was a player, and you actively wanted him out, and it was something like. Um, <laughs> Saying how rubbish he was, and it was it was blatant. It was oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. blatant. But just on the the Donegal one, the cover of the Gazette that week was a uh, Ricky and Andy disco edition. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That one, yeah. yeah, that's the way it was. But actually, yeah. I have a picture here of the shed where the the Gazette was produced. So all right, we'll just describe it here. Will we? Tommy lived in that shed as well. He's got the computer in the corner. Yeah. Got Milltown now. This is Tommy's. Is it? Yeah. yeah, Tommy, and there's the old print. How many cans were consumed in this? <laughs> it's a great little setup, in fairness. Where did he sleep? <laughs> he, to, he moved into that shed, like, totally. Yeah. Didn't he? He did the shed, yeah. That, his photocopier, that looks a better photocopier than I remember. Yeah. So that's the actual, so how many of you at a time would be in here? I know, well, you see... If you're photocopying and printing, well, the photocopying, Copying that and you know, following the stuff, maybe three or four. But just me and Tommy, Tommy used to work shifts. He'd finish at three. I wasn't working, Tommy just left school and I wasn't working. Yeah. And Tommy finished work at three. He worked out in Rakhill, didn't he? Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. It was lovely. John over to, yeah. to Rahea, to where he's in Donamade from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I used there. to meet Tommy after, so he'd, he'd finish work at three and I'd meet Mattel and we'd go. We spent hours just out there just doing it, like you know. It was yeah, I, mean, I used to kind of work, yeah. I used to work away a lot then, but I used, that's because I'd be in the hotel at night, like, and then trying to think of something for Ricky the Romas or. Yeah, we've just, with a few lads contributed still go. I think everybody contributed still go. There are always them. James Cook, yeah. Fader Moran, Jimmy, obviously Jimmy Conroy, yourself, um, Alan Dempsey, the merchant of doom. So the big, the big question is, is it ever coming back? I think fanzines. It was of its time. Yeah, it was of its time. You know, yeah. you wouldn't get away with it. I mean, as you said. It, there was different attitudes. There was different attitudes then. I mean, mm. you wouldn't slag people. You'd get into trouble. I got into trouble for a me of all people. Remember, I done. I done one article. I done an up an odd article, and I done one winding up the Dan Linfield goalkeeper playing for Northern Ireland. George Dunlop. George Dunlop, and I I forget it was uh, the name, but it was basically about being an Irish fleet. And he stamped his feet, like didn't that, he? Right? He stamped his feet during the National Anthem. He played for North Ireland so, against Ireland and he stamped his feet yeah, during the National Anthem. It was a big like, thing about doing it. But anyway, like the article was kind of 
supposed to be funny. I read it recently, it wasn't really funny, but anyway, <laughs> at the time. But we had complaints actually at the time from within the club about uh, it was being sectarian and all that. You know, like where it's, you didn't even, that didn't cross your mind. Like, I mean, you called people. I mean, I had one John Rayner. Remember, Remember that one paper balls? The, I don't know. I done a cartoon. Frank Gavin pulled me over. I done him bring it, bringing his lunch out to, to play a match because he's so fat. Like, he couldn't. Oh, yeah, Frank Gavin pulled over. Yeah, well, he's only yeah. a player. That's what he said. He said it was in poor taste, and he, he said something. Yeah. Frank Gavin still a player. I think for Pat's yeah, 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 yeah. went in the bar afterwards. Frank Gavin. <laughs> he <laughs> drew a picture of a player bringing his lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah they made a cover. I think you get on the cover. You had a big elephant trunk. I think. You got that. Those episodes, three John Rayner. You wouldn't kind of do that these days. That's what it was. And any other players ever react to it, or any any other stories about players coming to you like Andy Moore saying, "Listen, what's the story?" Roddy was Roddy. Roddy was Roddy. Roddy was Yeah, Roddy was. Well, that was over something else. I was You were you were a bit upfront. You were kind of famous. Not. Noel King was the manager at the time. Noel King was the manager. I was a friend of Noel King. When I say a friend, I played, I worked in the same job and I knew yeah. him well, you know, good lad and all that. But he was the manager and I think I think Noel bought into the Jack Charlton way of playing, you know. Yeah. Uh, high ball, you know, and all that, you know. Yeah, you see. And, and I, I done a cartoon on the the new stand, letting on new stand in the RDS, but I had a glass roof on it too. <laughs> Being that the ball was in the air somewhere, so you could actually see the ball, but... King, I didn't like that. You know? Did you try and kind of remain anonymous? Because I talking to Robert Goggins, he said he only found out recently that it was you who was the cartoonist. Well, Mick Aitken, that's all I he called Mick Aitken, I used to just put it, Mick Aitken, yeah. you know? yeah. Like, I was more background now. You know, I just done the, another article of the rounds, but the lads were more up front, you know? You were well known for it, and Bunter was well known. But, um, no, I kind of, just in the background. Yeah, if you, if you brought them up now, I think, like, obviously you're going to be, like, if you like what the, not what, what the Robert chat is, which is can be poison, but the like the criticism somewhere. Mm. And I don't think there'll be a lot of sensitive people around, you know, if it's mm. here to bring it out, you know. It's there have been a couple of sequels, haven't there? Hoops upside your head. Well, that was a separate. And if I should fall yeah, there, or just they were they, they were more they yeah. looked better than ours, you know. They yeah, were, they print, were more, the print had moved along at that stage. Yeah, yeah, you know, they, it was graphic they, design they, and they, stuff ours, like that. I, I could not believe how crude it looks. Yeah, you know, but it was authentic. But actually, it was, meant, real, it was really. authentic. That's what it was, like, it, was like, it was like the punk rock fanzines of the seventies yeah. or eighties. It yeah. looked like that. You know? A lot so of people, a lot of Farden guys, used to send for them with that. You know, really? we used yeah, to, we used yeah. to swap them. Like, we'd have a list about twenty, or we swapped like not the few would send, and then the women because women that were going through, who was a charity were losing their ground as well. Yeah, charity would send there with their fanzine, and we'd we'd send theirs. It was you get links. a great reaction from English clubs that you know their fanzine might have been smoother. But they liked theirs because it was, like raw, you said, it was raw. It was raw, rough, rough. you know, but it was, mm. it was, we're doing our best for what we had. So and would you sell the programmes alongside, or would you sell the fanzines alongside the programme, guys? Would they be there? Would there be ever any, yeah? Uh, it would be, you wouldn't, you know, you couldn't, it wouldn't be in the same way shot, you know, you wouldn't, yeah. it's because there was, they were saying it was a between the two? No, no, not really, no, no. no there, was, there was people didn't get it. Yeah, people most always, people liked it like most people liked it a lot but yeah, yeah there some people anything, didn't get it yeah, you know, you know, I mean? you know I guess know people that give out probably give out the forums so people give out you know they're critical about anything you know there's people that would you know I remember somebody saying to me one of the lads oh you're just doing that because you're just following the English you're just copying the English doing that and it's just you're wearing a scarf you're going to watch football that's because the English did it for us as well like, yeah. you know, you but it was it was a good it was a good idea at the time because it was really in, well we had a reason to do it it wasn't just done for the sake there was no yeah. involvement with fans yeah. and football clubs before now now I think it's yeah. constantly it was extreme now but you know before then you just went out and followed your team 
you didn't really um, you know the only talking you'd done about the team was with your friends in the pub after match like yeah. or at the game but there was no other involvement when it went on at Rovers or went on earlier your club you didn't really know but whereas fanzines began to change that their fan, the fans was it a multi started. thing was it? yeah more or less you had the money every month yeah, was yeah. yeah it was more or less every month but Tommy I mean I used to pretend he was a some work he had to put yeah, because he was like, oh, he'd, bring me, he'd bring me at home. There's no mobiles around there, and I don't really have to come back from the country for work, like, you know. He'd say, Yeah, I'm putting that together. Have you got those drawings? I'd say, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to put it down, like, I had to go into the back room, think something up. I mean, that was some shite, like, I gave him, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it, it was really half the cuff, but he kind of drove it, didn't he? I did, did yeah. He became, and obviously, the, the, probably the most iconic core, I mean, just the one with the. The one that's been displayed in the in the shop, the club shop, bastards, the bastards. Would you remember that? That's, ah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one that we were there. I remember that was a picture. Yeah, it was just yeah, after, that's the one I was thinking. It was just was after like, it was announced that anything to save Milltown was gone. They'd be given final plan of mission. The yeah. and all the thing had gone through, yeah. and that was it. They'd done it. And I remember you were, we were all sitting yeah. there. We just had the photograph. I was going to cover. I think it was actually it might be you. And we're sitting there for about half an hour. Like, what we what we what we, what we going to put? What we going to promise? Yeah, they they drilled around that, and then I think it might be a sandwich. Yeah, that's it. That's what sums are up. But they wanted nothing to do it. They never. I think we might have had a half a legal threat in that time, maybe from our uncle. Mm-hmm. But Did McNamara ever come to you and threaten you? Uh, yeah. No, I forget what it was about, but I remember Tommy just. Yeah, just where to go. Yeah. You know, and, but it, but <laughs> they going. never went near it. Now the Kilcoins, they just kept away from everything. Yeah. They didn't want the hassle of it like they they had Eamon working for them in the newspapers that time in Dunkey. Pushing his problem. We used to, we used to give him a bit of stick. Oh, you used to go to the Eamon Grumpy used to call him Eamon Grumpy. We used to go to the Eamon Grumpy. I was reading one earlier pretending to be Eamon Dunphy. A whole article in his voice. No really just wrong. taking the piss out of him. It was good. Yeah. What about your last ever issue? What was, how was that decision made? Yeah, it was falling apart then. No, when I say it's falling apart, the enthusiasm was... Yeah, I think it might run its course or saying things was done. What issue was it? Was it 25, 26? Did it? 22? Must have been the last one, was it? Have you got a background in drawing? Or did you just take... Just no. Take just messing around. Yeah. I mean, if you look at them, they're not great compared days. to what you see really good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 88 to 91. March November 88 to March 21. Two and a half years, mm-hmm. is it? So we're just looking at them now. Yeah. There's a big binder here for them. The yeah. fans speak. Is this... No, no, no. No, it's just a fan. It's robbed it from you. know, you'd see something in the comments. Chris Morris, did you find that, yeah? <laughs> that was Ricky that was Ricky and Dick uh, they must have got together at some stage so how, how did uh, how did these characters come about what's the inspiration well, for Ricky I think Ricky um, see that was Ricky I, I wasn't very good at doing uh, like this you know but um, you'd get an idea from Viz comic and that like I mean you'd, Viz was big at the time and you'd kind of borrow the way they laid it stuff out and that you know yeah and see, so you're promoting other teams as well, other yeah, Irish fan teams on the back, even yeah, Linfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so mad, isn't it? So this, so this was all hand done by you hand guys. Hand done. Hand yeah. done. Tommy really done. He done the cut and paste. Didn't yeah, he? yeah. He was all of them. And massive walk into the production. Used to feel it, like you know, you'd see. Unbelievable. Yeah. So we're going to read out some comments now and we uh, comments we got on Facebook about the Gazette Dave Carden said great fanzine still have some in my collection Mark Lynch said a favourite read he still has them all and uh, Richard Moore said this I still have them in my home my dad used to get them brilliant read 
used to uh, used to read the cartoons cartoons over and over as a kid. If not mistaken, there was one about Barry Connor and how he couldn't score. Had one certain goal cleared off the line by a fan. A fan? <laughs> what happened there? I, I forget that. You know, There's so many. There's so I was many. only watching uh, football with Barry O'Connor. No. I was watching. There was, there was a, a woman streaker came onto the pitch. I think it was against in a Spanish game. She actually scored. The ball got squared. She buried <laughs> it in the bottom corner. Very good. Just amazing. Remember, balls are there to be laughed at. Ricky of the Rowers and Willie Scanlon said, "Balls busters." That was one of the covers. Oh, that it was, was like the Ghostbusters. I remember that. We, we went on the train. We went twenty-three we games. The covers are sixteen. We went twenty-three yeah. games during that period. We all get beaten against balls, and the Sunday Jews always there to be laughed at. That's always the, the way the editorial yeah, meant. Right. The editorial yeah. said, <laughs> "I always remember no matter what." Balls are, are always there. To be is that what that where that yeah, came yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. brilliant! There's another cover as well. Billy Young must stay. Because he was manager, I think, for all of that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 23 games of beating. Yeah. You think about Billy Young, the buzz, everything we did in the article in the newspaper, there's a certain buzz about the club. Remember Billy Young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there for years, I suppose. Was he? he must have been there for 10 years, manager, was he? Yeah, he's a good manager. No, it was longer than 10. It was nearly 16. So then we had Alan Kinsler. He brings up the Christmas 88 edition and the famous letter from the House Martins about Milltown. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. what do you remember? Were you there that? with Father Ted? Any of you was there with Father Ted when he was having to sing songs? Yeah, I was there, yeah. Yeah? How did, well, that, how did that develop? Well, we remember the, 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 oh, the, yeah, the letter for us. The letter to Milltown. The, the, I wrote that. I was a house, big House Martins fan, and Peter would say, we're actually going to... This is a yearly thing for you guys, isn't it? You seem to head Yeah, we're going over to see them. They're playing in a concert in the forest now, so we'll see them. You always get backstage. We'll see They're like friends at this stage, aren't they? So... Actually, they wrote that they had a like a merchandise address, the House of Strangers. So he just wrote a letter to them because they had that obviously that song built, which is all about property developers and anti property development. Yeah. So that was so I wrote the letter to them just more hope, just to say, Listen, uh, and your support, we're trying to stop property developers from selling their ground and all. And he wrote that letter back. Mm-hmm. So we seen him in Dublin about two or three years ago, and I'd seen it. And one of the lads, Trevor Henry, Trevor goes to games, he had, a, had it on his phone. Like, and I went up to him. We showed him, so probably. Yeah, yeah. And he just said he didn't remember the letter, but he said, That's definitely my signature. He seen the thing, that's definitely my signature. So <laughs> that was good, yeah. It was a great, that was one of the biggest thrills because a huge house went fan. And when yeah. they got the letter back to reply, you know, the group was like, That was brilliant, yeah. Serious, yeah. It was a cool one, yeah. 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 Tala, last year was it? Uh, I did Tala, yeah. Ray Argus to get him there, he'd photographs of the ground, yeah. Apparently, he was mountains to get him in before balls got a hold of yeah. Uh, he's, he's at Clifton, he was in Belfast, he was up at Clifton, he was just at all, he's a huge, huge He's a hopper, is he? He's a Sheffield United fan and an Inter Milan fan, there's two big teams. I actually saw him on, I was watching a special of Golazzo, and he was on, um, they, none of them used to do the skits, he used to do the funny Attilio Lombardo and all that years ago, yeah. and he was on it, and uh, he was going to, he's, is he a Roma fan? Inter Milan. Oh, he, Inter Milan. Inter Milan, yes, yeah, big Inter Milan fan, yeah. Yeah, we were Ray Wheel and Chef Ray, uh, always a great read. At the time, I was a young teenager who had every penny accounted for on a Sunday match day. 90p return bus fare, £1 entrance fee, and I always took the extra 50p with me to enjoy a laugh-filled journey back to Tala. I always had a great respect for those who gave so much time and effort to ensure Rovers were the first league of Ireland club with a fanzine as the fanzine movement roared in Britain. So uh, definitely good fans. Days, good days. Yeah. And others followed suit, of course. Funnily enough, we bought opposition fans productions to see that they were saying about us. So had anyone else brought one out just after Rovers? Balls. Balls brought Balls. one had one. one. Was it was only fields and horses they called. It was slagging us over the audience. Yeah, only yeah. fields and horses they called. But there was only other one in Ireland. Clifton actually had ours before. The We Red. Um, 
Boy called Fenton Moreno, who used to produce it. But actually, he had a little bit because when the Irish Times did an article, they said it was the only fanzine in Ireland talking about the Glenmore Gazette. Yeah. yeah. Fenton. Because we got the next copy of their fanzine that we read. We had a bit of an issue with it. Yeah, we're the only one at the time, definitely. It would have been a while after. Cork had one as well, didn't hey. they? Yeah, man, was your man not involved? The guy that's. He's living in Sweden now, was involved with the band. What's the Cork band? Uh, Morty or something. Oh, Monday. Monday. Sons of Ping, yeah, that's right. Sons of Ping, yeah, they were. Yeah, but I think it was a while before there was more consistent fanzine from, from, from other clubs, yeah. You know? it's, it's pretty much a dead thing now, though, isn't it? There's yeah, well, as you just said, just football kind of culture has moved on, as you yeah. said before, to different things. And Billy Nolan, he said, My working life started in the late 80s, and to add to the stress and the anxiety of my first ever job, the boss was unfortunately for me a jippo. After the first few weeks, with little or no conversation with him one day, he approached me and he says, I hear you're a Rovers fan. I already knew he was a cunt, so came back with a, Yeah, don't tell me you support bows or shells. He told me his wife worked in the bar in Dahlia, which immediately sparked my memory of an article in said fanzine about his good wife, who, who shall. We say it was quite large at the time, but very nice, considering our choice and husband. Went home that evening and I found the issue in question and took it in the following day. I thought when I seen him, it would be a good idea to build on the previous day's report and show him the article. Bad move. <laughs> Needless to say, he did not appreciate a lot of hoops laughing at his missus. I tried to explain. I didn't know where the line was but until I crossed it to no avail. Unfortunately for me, he didn't sack me and I'm still there. So, uh, do you remember doing that? Yeah? I, don't, I don't actually. Did you write it? That's the kind of stuff you would never do. I was barred from the day my bar. I think we did, we did a thing. Like, we were barred from the day my bar? In 80, when he found out I was doing the 10 fans, it was all just totally slagging them. Like, yeah, yeah. And he didn't let you in? No, they wouldn't let me in the bar. They wouldn't let me in. No, See, they, 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 when we were there, we used to pick up little stories all the time. Yeah, because yeah, we'd see them. Then we put them in a fanzine. No, 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 I did a thing. The enemy lines? The eight to set of balls, like, and it was just everything was a rhyme and couple of A is for blah, 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 and then I think yeah. I just went to everyone. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you think fanzines have kind of had their day then? I think so as well. Yeah, the some ones are still on the goals. You know what you stand, I still get that every month. That's, you know, it was brilliant, very good. You know, it's some great writing and same guys to do. That's. Like Andy Mitten started that when he was 18 or 19, I think, maybe even younger. He started doing that himself. He could have been 16. And has he has it provided a career from there? Was oh, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. she's written yeah. loads of books. He writes for. He lives in Barcelona. He was Mrs. Spanish. And he, like, he, um, he writes for the Spanish papers over there. He writes for ESPN. He writes for like seven or eight different English papers yeah. now. Plus, he's passion. Like, seven or eight books out now, yeah. Right, so next up, um, we're going to have starting 11s and predictions. So we're going to start, Mick and uh, Jay are the managers, so... We're just going to sit back. We're going to sit back, me and the buff are going to... We had uh, Cuzzo and Beach Boy did it, and it was very interesting because Beach Boy went for a 4-4-2 with Chelsea and Carroll up top and said he wanted to have a little rattle, and uh, that was that was the pre-slide, so that was the nil-all, and Cuzzo went for 4-3-3 with a bit of power and pace up top. So Mick, you force, who's your starting 11 and your prediction? Um... Assuming keepers are fit. Yeah. Um, if Horgan's fit, I'd play him. Right. And biz- biz- What's your formation? Force. I'm old school. You know, 4-4-2. Four, four, right. Um, okay. Rifle. I'd leave it as it is. That's. I think I think he's okay. Right. A rough boiler rifle. Yeah. Um. Lee Grace. I don't mind either Joey or Pico. I'm not really. Yeah. You know, there's. I like Pico, you know, but a fit Joe. 
a pick him all looks, day, wouldn't it? Look, you know, you'd have to. Like, you know, his experience, he's good leader on the pitch. Yeah, I'd leave Cavan at left foot. Right. Midfield. Midfield is kind of, you have a fair choice in midfield, you know. And you're, you're giving yourself two in the middle now as well. Yeah, I give myself. It is the tough. It's, it's, it's very, it's very tough. It is very Jay's tough. thinking it over here. Yeah, well, I'd play um, Bulger right. minor or Bulger major. Um, Bulger major. Yeah, Bulger major. Definitely. Right. Um, I think he's been a bit. I think he's a good player, and that he he's not getting. His mistakes are remembered, but uh, all he's good play. Um, Bulger. I'd play. Bone as well. Okay. I like Bone. I think he's a good passer. He's a big unit. Can win the ball. We see now he has a shot in him as well. Yeah. Um, Left and right wing. Is Ronald Finn getting a place in this team? I'm probably yeah. still concussed. Is Finner playing? Possibly still a bit battered. He's probably going to have to go on those face masks. Shows he's a, I don't know. He looked at right. I saw him actually in the shop before the game last night. He looked alright. He looked yeah. alright. Yeah. So he's your left and right wing. I wasn't expecting this, you know. I think <laughs> Joel's been good the last few games. He, he's okay. He's okay, but his he's, he's end product. Well, only shake his head. His end product was not great, you know. I certainly play. Have we have we still got uh, Brookie? Yeah, oh, yeah. So so, let's assume. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll throw in. I'll start from centre forward. Like, okay, I'll put in uh, Carr, right? And okay, back to midfield, Brookie. We Man. don't have much pace, in fairness. What? We don't have much pace on the wings, in fairness. Not really. No natural winger. I'm not sure if I play Costrain. You know, I'm not convinced there. Right. I think he's he's quick, turns well, gets by players. I'm not sure if his end product goes missing. He's a Limerick lad as well, isn't he? So he could have wanted to prove. Yeah, that's it. He was good down there. But yeah. I think <clears throat> I'd have to play the young lad, Cavanagh. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm very impressed with him. I've liked him. I'm leaving out Bulger Minor, who I like, but I don't yeah. think down there it'll suit him. And we play up top with... Uh, he put Carr, didn't he? No, I think I'm covered now. I Stryker. Karen Burke. Karen Burke. Yeah. And... What's well, a four four two? And what's your prediction? Way again. <laughs> it won't win, obviously. But. One off. One off. No, uh, no, no, no. I actually think we win, right? I think we'd probably beat them. 2 0 and Jay Maloney. Well, I've had a bit more time to think about it, obviously. So, really, I've no hesitation putting Gavin back in goal again, if needs be. But if Horgan is fit, I think Horgan needs to come in a bit more experience and probably, you know, it's going to be a different type of game than playing at home to Bray in, in Talent. You know, and if there's a bit of a crowd out there that fight for the Lions relegation, you know, battling, <laughs> they might put, try to put a bit of pressure on the keeper, you know, as, as the home team. So, I'd start Horgan. Um, keep eating boiler right back because um, I'm going to go forward the back rather than play the five so Joey and Lee Grace Joey O'Brien Lee Grace I think yeah. Mego need, needs, Grace, a, yeah, needs side. on the sideline and I think Grace is a, we all know how good Grace is I think yeah. he can only get better playing with Joey O'Brien beside him Joey O'Brien calls and games and sometimes Lee can make the odd little mistake here and then overplay you know overplay sometimes but I think with Joey beside him um, the left back I'm either going to go for Luke or Sean, Sean Cavanagh left back and then but I want to put Brandon Cavan in the team, so I think I'll go Sean 
I go Sean Campbell at left back. Uh, two holding midfielders. Then I'd put Bone and Boulder on the basis of the game during the week. Which Boulder? Um, Greg. Major. I'd, I'd have Aaron Aaron on the bench. I'd like it's a game for the battle. So I'd play play them. And then another wing. And there will be room for flexibility the way they all play. Like I'd have Brandon Kavanagh and Borky. And then I think we're a much better team when Finner plays in a more advanced role. I play Finner just off care. So that's a very similar team to mine. <laughs> you say he's a copycat. And uh, what's your prediction? Prediction that we have to win away sometime. So I'm going to say 2 1. I think we win 2 1. I think we did say 2 1. It was a penalty. It was a late penalty. It was a, yeah. it was on the cow patch that was the pitch that day. It was a, it was a bumpy old game. Yeah, so that's the starting levels and predictions. So uh, you're going to Limerick yourself? Yeah, hold on, let me get. Oh, you'll be, yeah, yeah. be gone, will you? I'll be gone. Turkey, I'll be gone. You'll score live over there. Watch score live. Yeah. Try to watch the games and you don't know what's going on. You just know the ball is in St. Dudas' half. You don't know where's the ball or who's passing. I could you win. just know you're attacking or you're yeah. defending. It's just placed there, isn't it? The camera's not following the play. Um, I'll be as well some of our away games. That's all you can see. <laughs> so, Prof, here's with some stats. No, Maloney's dreading these, isn't he? Come on. Well, we know how bad our away record is. But uh, Limerick had the worst home stats in the league. Only one win and three draws. And they lost seven in a row at Marcus Field. Until balls, then they drew. So that's all. Don't worry about that. And uh, Limerick have received just two red cards in the league since the start of 2017. Compared to our 11. 14 all competitions. So I don't know what their secret is. That's a story in itself. Yeah. And uh, Berkey wasn't the only player playing international football that weekend. They had Henry Cameron. For New Zealand. He actually played, didn't he? Yep. How can a player like that go unnoticed and still play for Limerick? I mean, I mean well, is that his first cap or has he got a couple? Not sure that was his first. Is it a friendly? But in saying that, Sam Fury yeah. has a 70-yard cap. He played as well. He played for Estonia as well. So this would be Lee Grace's 100th League of Ireland appearance against Limerick. Brandon Eads and Riesta was down pretty recently. So I actually added up in the squad how many players have played 100 League appearances at senior level in Ireland or the UK. If you take out Tomer because he's leaving. Who will we guess? When do you think? Play in our squad? 100 senior league appearances in Ireland or the UK. Oh, God. I'm guessing it's negative. Goals. I think you're going with the negative tone, so I'm going to say 10. Goals, yeah, 9. <coughs> nine. So mm. who would be, be top of the list? Do you know who's top of the list? Who's the most senior? I think, Finn. I think Finn's topped him, maybe Bulger. Davey Mack played a bit over there, didn't he? Davey Mack played a bit. And some field stats Jim Toner sent in this one. He said, As Carroll always seems to have a burger in his hand on away days, what is his favourite ground for grub? I'll automatically exclude Mordor as the buns are a bit gravely I'll answer that. in recent times. Field. I'm going to hand it off to the lads. I want to hear their <coughs> favourite away day food. Do you know where it was going? Longford. Longford had that. Longford had a good burger there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. That was good. The old Mondog was good in the day. The old had him. Famous one at Monaghan. One of my biggest regrets. I missed the Mondog. The Mondog, yeah. <laughs> Derry, Derry does be decent as well. Derry does be Derry's good. Derry's okay. Yeah. Never bought that in the Derry one. Derry, I suppose, okay. Yeah. The Longford one was good. The last one was in Longford. It was, ah, it was excellent. Yeah, brilliant. We, we fell down on flight stairs that day. That's a burger. <laughs> oh, the Garrett caught you. The Garrett, yeah. I fell all the way down. He goes, Jeez, that looked like a hort. Thanks for help. You just didn't even help me up. Um, Tom, Tom and Park was the best for board. Yeah. They they looked after you great down yeah. there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, so that was yeah, my favourite yeah. field. Yeah. Probably jumped. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. 
Half time right? that little Great space. finger food. Yeah, and they have it all laid out. The works for board. Dairy is nice and homely. They do your kind of homemade sandwiches and cakes. Is and that the way it works when the board travel up? They, do they go in for a cup of tea? When Sometimes. It's you, know, not, you wouldn't. You know, on the way games, you're kind of looking to get in and out. Like, uh, I know, at half time, you wouldn't be bothered sometimes. So that's the, uh, the stats from the prof, Maloney. You're going to have to start coming up with your own positive He's ones. lucky Bowie put that on Bowie because had it been seven straight wins, losses for Limerick and they beat us. Yeah. On, on. <laughs> I wouldn't buy it up then. I would just kick quiet. Yeah. So when Robert Spain said this was on Twitter, he said, when will the list of hatred turn into the database of hatred? So we must be getting close now. So um, we've had it down clearly. Dan Cleary to the list last week. Jay, you put Conan Bourne and Louis Kilcoyne on it in your previous appearances. Johnny Blue, so you're both going to get a chance to put someone else on it. It's quite extensive. The database of hatred. Anything, any, you know yourself, you know, the, you know the story. It can be anything. It can be pre-match uh, friendliness. It can be pub in Iceland. It can be anything. What do I hate most? Yep. Uh, what do you hate about football most? What team? What, oh, I hate modern football. Modern football is I hate, I hate social media. Right. Don't get me Keep down. Keep going. No. <laughs> I hate some Robbers fans. <laughs> and they hate me. But, but no, I can't, I can't understand that. Now, I, modern football is quite a vague term. What, what, can you break that down? Your idea of modern uh, football? The hybrid. Well I, well, I, well, I hate Premier League. Right. You know, I mean, I watch it, but I, I hate it's overbearing influence on all football in right. these oils and oh, don't um, get started on that you know that one uh, modern football I preferred it when the players were slaves yeah <laughs> you know because you saw the same teams every year they were kind of teams were built the fans the so players had you know, you know what I mean like it, okay from the players point of view it wasn't good but from the fans point of view you know when they started following football you could have a player playing for 10 years in a row for Rovers like you know I, I honestly reckon that will probably never happen again. I know it won't, and, and, and probably correctly, but it was better for the fan, if you know what I mean. They had players. Just on the topic, actually, at the top of yeah. your head, who do you think our most senior player is? You probably, you probably know, but. Who in, you, in, in the club at the moment? In the club at the moment, yeah. Mm. It's hard, wasn't it? Is it. Uh, I think I got it wrong when you first asked me. Who's the, the longest ever player? Yeah. yeah. yeah without leaving and coming back. Well, is it wrong? No. Without leaving and coming back. Oh, without, without a break. So consecutively at the club, the longest amount of time. The long, I'll go with Mele. Close enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's Lukey Brown. Lukey Brown. So that's just kind of set. Yeah, the consistency in modern football is not there. You know, there's, there's players like, you know, back before the Bosman Real like that, were just associated with one club kind of. Yeah. And they didn't, they just signed their contract every year, you know. Is there any one person or personality in the League of Ireland you've come across at the time as a fan? That's that you detest. dislike yeah. the most. I hate he has, he has something. That I detest. See, you find you detest him for a while and then you move on. I find that <laughs> no, you don't, quite it, similar, yeah. yeah, yeah like, you know, I, I, I hated your man Buckley off balls. I thought he was a little bollocks, but now the kind yeah. of hatred has died down. Yeah, yeah. Hated our green for for ages. Now I don't really care that much because I haven't seen him. He's not been around really yeah. and played against him that much and then it kind of dies down. Well, I think I'm more a person who's, who's uh, you know, done something bad against Rovers. That's what I'm thinking of. Like Ray, Ray Wilson put Thomas Davis. That was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like a that. bit easy. <laughs> the, my mind you, the, the school teacher, the head teacher of the school next to us there. He's on it. Rick yeah. Papa Umbra already. already. Papa Umbra. Yeah. It's a database, he as we said, yeah. Box, right? But uh, 
as to why I hate the cider. Mark Labby won't see them this year because I would have liked to see Ireland in the World Cup, but those wankers who bring those flags to Ireland matches with the, the slogans on them. Oh, oh I like that. And do you know what? A flag man all night long, stuck in the heads. But some of them are just cringe, cringe. Well, you don't see any of You know, even the fact they're doing it on a tricolour, like, you know, they can't even name the green and white flag. Or something. I don't yeah, know, they said he's a trap of bikes on a bugger. Yeah, yeah. And the pubs, the local pubs and all that. I hate the local pubs. But the slogans are cringe. That's bad enough doing that, but when you move on to the slogans, and some of them are just. Like, I saw, I think I saw one going on Richie on it. There was one for Jonathan Walters. I can't remember what I said, but it was just so cringy. It's horrible. It really isn't. They're paying money for these things. But uh, yeah, so what? Show your flags and modern football are now on the list of hatred. They're going to go hand in hand, don't they? It's <laughs> a thunder and lightning sound effect there, Jay. <laughs> Irish fans. Um, so that's it this week uh, from Tales from the East Dam. We're on a break now for a couple of weeks and uh, we'll be back around the 26th or the 27th. So thanks for coming in, lads. You've been, it's been fantastic. I'd like to find a guest host here. Yeah, I know. We're, 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 we're procuring at the moment. Yeah. We might have one in. Any recommendations? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we're going to find one anyway. But um, yeah, so World Cup starts on Thursday. What's your predictions, lads? How's it going to go? England to get out of the group stage? Yeah, they should do on that group. Yeah, I don't know, back France to win them, I'm kind of, kind of backtracking now, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe Brazil. Maybe Brazil. I'd be leaning towards Brazil. I feel the Germans always do something. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're built, aren't they? Yeah. So you're heading out to Tokyo for a few months anyway? Yeah. You're watching the World Cup over there? Are you talking about watching the World Cup over there? Oh no, pleasure. Pleasure. I'll be there for 12 weeks. Yeah, so... Um, that is it, and uh, we're going to play you out with the Jason Maloney anthem. Number one in the charts, 2nd of February 1998. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're fond of a bit of karaoke, you like to going to play a little bit, huh? We're trying to get Jay to sing. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed Monthly Madness stuff. Get, get your beers in Penny Hill, carry out, and uh, that's it. So keep on helping. See you. All the best. Thanks, lads. Time to say goodbye. Oh